That's right. Hands in the hand with that. We're both, you know, for as excited as I've been to talk about it, I think we're both a little sleepy today. Yeah, you, you, got, you got a nap. I, I did not. I, uh, I did not. I've been up working, which I always come over here after I work my shift, but it's after the weekend, after the week with the kiddos, after a day that I probably drink too many beers and watch football all day. And uh, honestly, I think I'm still a little tired about Stranglehold. I'm <laughs> really? <That> was, <laughs> yeah. over a week point, ago. That was two weeks ago. It was a week and two days ago. Was it? Yeah. Wow. Well, it was two Saturdays. Oh, it ago. throws me off because we do the every other week. But I, I'll tell you, I was I was tired, legitimately tired for quite a while. No, like, I believe it. You took the, a beating. The, well, the adrenaline uh, carried me through throughout the night and everything. But man, when it all came down, whew, hey. yeah, yeah, it was extra chilly in there too. So I'm sure that kept everybody a little more awake. Well, wait, yeah, the weather uh, for being indoors for a wrestling show ended up being pretty good. Yeah, and we, had, we we had the, we had aired out pretty well. Yeah, know? yeah, and I'm sure for you guys, wrestling and working usually and more sure times than nice. not, it's hot. Yeah, yeah it's so. hot. So in that building, obviously, it wasn't AC, but I thought yeah, the temperature inside was actually pretty good. No, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Like I was just thinking, like as the night went on, I was like, shit, I should have wore a hoodie underneath this or something. I recommended anybody to wear a hoodie. I know, I saw I, that. I actually I saw put that a post. That's, that's why I wore a jacket. I, I was but... such a fucking dad on the. <laughs> On the yeah, Facebook post, wear a hoodie. Well, well, the main thing was I needed to get out to Buzzbin to enjoy the the patio. So it's like, but if you uh don't have a hoodie, you might not be comfy out there. Yeah, uh, no, and I'm, I appreciate you did because I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have wore the jacket that I did. There you go. We are non-linear at all on this. We jumped right to weather and everything. We are right smack dab in the middle of the cup. We had no intro. It's, it's the it's like the intro to Dark Side of the Ring where they throw a little bit of everything Is that in what there we're doing? and then they show the logo and then they go into the X. It's, I guess. And that's what we're going to do on the YouTube video. And with that said, yeah, to Ohio <laughs> WrestleCast number twenty-eight. I actually looked it up. This I never do. And uh, yeah, this one's gonna be all about uh, MCW Stranglehold, the thing we've been basically promoting for the last month. Well, there's plenty to talk about. There's there's been plenty to talk about as we've been recording, and there's certainly plenty to talk about now in in the fallout and uh, and of course the actual review of the show. Yeah. Uh, so plenty to talk about, and I'm. Man, I'm sorry. I can't wait. Been been looking forward to it. I was almost a little upset, but it'll probably be better because now I get a clear hindsight. But like, I was ready to talk about it, you know, that Monday, which you know we we always record every other Monday. I'm like, I'm ready to talk about. It. Let's fucking talk about it. Like, I never want to stop talking about no, it. We could have. Because, because, <laughs> I just know you're a busy guy. I, no, I'm a busy guy with the young ones and everything. I had to, I had to hit the ground running in dad mode, but went right out of promoter mode, wrestler mode, right into dad mode uh, for the week ahead. So. It's been over a week, been some time to deflate, but uh, I'll tell you that, I mean, honestly, I still still get messages from both talent and fans, just yeah. just thrilled, man, just thrilled with the show. Um, so before we get into everything, before we break everything down and what it, is, what it takes to run a pro wrestling event, yeah. and one that, like, you know, hey, without barry horwitz in it up without one that doesn't suck um you know when you want to make it when you, you got one shot at something you want to make it count you pull out all the stops and that's what i did and uh you know we'll just we'll start by saying i'm really proud of the result uh so now shit all over the show and tell me how bad it was no <laughs> no dude, it wasn't bad at all uh i took i took two buddies with me i took my buddy pete shout out to pete and my buddy eric uh not no shout out to Eric. Eric doesn't listen. Eric does listen. He, oh. it's, it's just I've shouted him out a couple times, but shout out to Eric <laughs> too. It was just Pete's first shout out, so it's going with that. Well, shout out to Pete. I hope you, Pete and Eric, hope you guys enjoyed the show. 
I think they did. Pete had to leave in the middle of it. Pete goes to work even earlier than I do, okay. and we both work that day. So like, he he only made it till like right after the battle royal, I think. And he's like, man, I gotta go. I'm tired of shit. But me and Eric stuck around. What's the whole damn thing? We had we pieced out right as the main event ended because he wanted to beat the traffic and yeah. he's got two little ones. So, but I stayed for the whole show pretty much. Uh, I enjoyed myself tremendously. I told Pete, I was like, Pete, you left before all the best shit started happening, <laughs> dude. And uh, not that the stuff that to start wasn't good. I'm just saying that like. As the night went on, it just got more exciting and more exciting and more exciting. Well, he, he obviously missed the lovely Zoe Sky, which, you know. Which was clearly my favorite part of the show. <laughs> and then and then a hell of a main event. Yeah, oh, um, man. And we'll break them all down individually. Uh, but but all, all in all, I, I thought it was great. It was everything I hoped it would we'll be. Well, start from the beginning. I just, and I'm just curious to your fan perspective. Uh, I was sitting back to the way I have to let you talk and then step forward now. <laughs> no, uh, well, I'm curious from your point of view as a fan. Now, you've gone to other indie shows before. You've gone to some of my shows before. But you walk into the building. You walk in from that far side of the of the building at the fairgrounds. You see directly ahead of you the ring, the video screen, and the entrance set, and yeah. the chairs layout. What did you know? What did you? What did your buddies think? Did, did it feel like? I mean, I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't ask him. I guess I should have thinking yeah. that I was going to talk about it. But uh, I mean, we all. It was what I expected. A little more than I expected. I expected a big curtain. I didn't expect a screen. I did think, I wonder if they would have some sort of video presentation or something. First Shasta at the beginning, which you guys did do. Yeah. And uh, so that made sense when I saw the screen. Um, I do think the sound was a little low. Yeah, and we're, that's what we're going to get into. We, we It wasn't perfect. It definitely wasn't perfect on a production standpoint either, and that's why I wanted to... Really, yeah. the the only main thing I thought that kind of went a little downhill was the sound. Like you could barely hear. I did notice though, because like about little before halfway through the show, we got up because we realized Jeff. Shout out to Jeff and uh, Josh and everybody was there. Yeah, even uh, Brandon and Jared Parsons. And, yeah, dude, yeah. part I didn't think Parsons would be yeah. there either. And I and I met uh, uh that guy. For the first time, Parfell. Oh, yeah, the first him. time meeting Parfell. Yeah. Oh, what a treat! But I'm friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know how we know each other. He looks really familiar to me, but I'm friends with him on Facebook for some reason, and we've had some back and forth on there and shit. But like, I've never actually met him. So it was nice to meet. I hadn't seen Brandon in a while. Parsons, I had no idea was going to be there. So yeah, that was cool. But anyway, my point there is, I noticed they were there, so I got up and didn't sit anymore and just kind of stood around. But when we got when we were standing closer to the guy with the camera, you could hear just a little bit better. Okay. Like I could actually hear a little clearer. Actually further away from the speakers. Yeah, but I think better. I think I was like maybe like more in front of them okay. or something, or they were pointed right at me or something. Yeah. But that was my point there. And, and again, we'll we'll get into it as we go down the line of the show. But I was I was well, we had the video screen playing, and right away we realized couldn't really hear shit that that's the beginning of the show. We had an opening video. Yeah, even the guy in front of us yelled, "Turn it up." Yeah, and in the. I I'm not a sound technician at all. That's why this is all your deal here. I I don't yeah. know, but we know we I did we had different sound that was things that were for the video and different sound for the wrestlers. You know, actually with the speakers with tracklers running sound, mm. and I was the first one out, the first wrestler, and I could barely hear my music as it played. And I'm thinking, oh, they'll get it right. Now again, not to bury horror with myself, but. What a fucking reaction I got out there. So yeah, <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe maybe the sound's okay. Maybe the the fans are just that loud. And I mean I think it actually be it was a little bit of both. Yeah. The fans were, were, were loud and, and it was a building where uh 
the acoustics of our building, like, you know, the, the, it kept coming, you know, Very fans echoing. would cheer and it would echo and come yeah, down, and, yeah. which is awesome. For sure. But also detrimental to your sound. So, yeah, we we knew that kind of right away, but as we're running, there's, you know, and it's not like I could personally fix anything anyways. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I had to trust in the guys that they did the sound checks. And what I'm thinking was is the sound checks probably sounded okay in an empty building, you know? Yeah, yeah. And... The Less speakers ambient. that we used, which we did the research, Traxler said his speakers weren't great, so we used the speakers from Power Slam, which do, works great also in a building that's, you know less than half of the size of that yeah. and with a lot less people just because it's what the capacity can hold. And the speakers do sound good. I wrestled for Power Slam actively. The speakers sound fine there. Yeah. So it just didn't quite hold up or they didn't have it set up right. I don't know. Not calling anybody out. It's, well, I mean, I, it's... I, I wouldn't have done better, so. It sounded all right. Like, it was clear. clear just it just loud. needed to be louder. Yeah. Like, if the, it just needed to be turned up is what it sounded like to me. And in my head, there was a lot of moments that played out the way it did where music would be a huge part of it, and it wasn't quite there. Yeah, kind of, it, it didn't hit as hard. Right, right, exactly. That's that, that really is one of the biggest, one of the biggest detriments that I thought the show made it not perfect. Yeah. But it is what it is. Um, but other than that, I... Everything out, it looked good. Even like I said, the video even looked good that I yeah. watched back. Like it was, in uh, you can hear the, the sound. Uh, sounds you can hear what they're saying on the video. I saw, but like it's it's still just as like I don't know if the guys are edit, but maybe you guys can like. I think so. Isolate and, and, it and as we up. try to put together, you know, we're hoping to have somebody in editing put together, maybe put together a DVD. Put some where, graphics and shit. Well, yeah, we're maybe and cut out the videos during the show and actually just air them. We have the footage of them and actually air them you know exclusively on a, on something that you can watch a, on a stream or a dvd in the future yeah uh that's what we're hoping for but uh, no, uh it felt man it, it felt like a, a party like no, i mean good. it yeah. felt like a, a wrestling show party it just felt like everybody had fun yeah through and through there's and food and there's drinks and stuff there's merch which is cool which i, I didn't see any wilbur shirt to they, try to get they one. were limited they okay. were limited uh miss jesse uh was limited on her vinyl and i have was misconstrued the information and uh, but i actually uh, i ordered a large quantity of shirts they should be coming in and uh, yeah. i do believe they'll be available because i had cash ready to go i like when uh, i saw a, there's nobody up there shirt coming for, for making the design it's gonna awesome. that shirt that one that purchase is on me for making the design it's well, no thank problem you, sir. at all i appreciate and you it. gotta rep the mean streets of east canton uh, which <laughs> Man, I will. It's a hell of a shirt. I actually like the shirt a lot. No, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> for sure. We're jumping all over the place. So would you want to, do yeah. you want to, uh, before we get back to the show, should we start at the beginning? Start at the beginning and, I mean, and how this show way. came about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's just get into it. Um, well, let's get into it. So uh, so the, the man himself, Shasta. Uh, so MCW ran. He, he founded it in 2000 and it ran pretty damn consistently up until 2012 it was late 2012 uh the last show was at the firehouse out in maslin we actually had gold dust booked on the show oh wow um it didn't draw very well and if i'm not mistaken it was a friday night i think which you know and i think it was during the the high school football season which might have something to do with it too but it didn't draw that well i remember like in 2012, wrestling was kind of at a low. A little bit. A little bit. Um, we always had a real steady fan base with MCW, as you could see. Oh, yeah, I guess it would be different for new wrestling. As you could see, I mean, there was a lot of solid fans that were cheering and booing and knew exactly what was going on, even though there hadn't been a show for nearly yeah, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Um, but and this wasn't long after uh, brain damage had passed either. And like I even remember getting my pay from Kevin, and just he looked beat. You know, he just looked tired. And at that point in time, it wasn't like said nobody said anything like, "Hey, this is going to be the last one" or anything like that. Like there, we were doing a small TV show. It was on local TV and it was on the internet and everything. And so you know, hey, we had content for that. He was just going to focus on that. And then he wanted to focus on doing a haunted house that he did out in Maslin. You know, those were always popular. Yeah. And then just uh, as it turned out, there just wasn't another show. Like he kind of went radio silent and. I wouldn't know. I wasn't mad at him. I don't know. I can't speak for anybody else. I wasn't mad about it. Like he kind of, I had actually taken a long break myself prior to that. Like my son was young and I just had been wrestling for about 10 years and never really had a break and just kind of, I was a little bit burnt out myself. So he was kind of out of it and I didn't question it. And I personally took a little break until I got into mid Ohio wrestling and, and hit the ground running from there. Okay. So Shasta was out and he had um went back to Georgia where he was from and, uh, you know, he was taking on some other projects. We kept in touch a little bit over the years. He was, uh, I know he worked on, he had, he was talks to work on a Ravishing Rick Rude documentary. I don't know how well that wow. took off. He did make a Buff Bagwell documentary, which really? never got released. And, uh, sadly I, he, he wanted me to come take a look at it, uh, before he passed. I never got a chance to, man, um, I wonder if that'd be cool. It's to out see. there. It's out there and produced and everything. Um, it's just not like it never got, never got distributed. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so, so all that happened. And again, I kept in touch with him a little bit throughout the years. He was on Facebook, but he never was really on. But then when I talked to him, he'd say, you know, I, I would say like, yeah, actually I, I, you know, I worked with Ricky Morton a few months ago and he, yeah, I saw Jared. Like, you don't even know. I, I see this shit. I just don't say anything, but I sit back. I see what y'all are doing. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it, it'd be fun to catch up. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I won't get into the personal story and why I came back, but for those who know, know it's a story that only Kevin could tell of a, of a potential dog napping and uh, him coming. I'm just coming back to Ohio to get my dog and I need a place to stay. (laughs) (laughs) So he came back and, um, and then, you know, it worked out his personal matters to the point where he was going to move back. So he went back to Georgia and then um, moved back to Ohio and was living in Ohio. And this is uh, before COVID really took off. So call it maybe February, March of last year. My timeline's not great. Yeah. But we kind of talked then, like, where we said, listen, we need to have a reunion show. We need to have it be a bang. And this being uh, 2020 was the 20-year anniversary. As I'm serious, around 2000, we're like, this is right in itself. Yeah. You know, 20-year anniversary show, man. We get all the old guys back, get some of the new young guys, and, and just have it. What Almost what you saw was, like, make it feel like a party, man. Just yeah. like that. that get all these old fans back and then see you gauge the interest too and see if there's something to sustain or if it's at the very least a one-off then it's a one-off and everybody has fun get a, get a few bucks and well well in that aspect the place was pretty damn packed we set out uh i would call it about 250 chairs and then the bleachers could hold 100 yeah um and there wasn't a seat to be had I no, mean, no. And there was a lot of folks standing so yeah uh, it, it it worked um but then, you know, so COVID hits and we kind of got to put the idea of a show on the back burner. But even then, like we, we were actively talking like about, you know, what we would, would want to do. And at that point, not knowing that point, I was remember flatten the curve was the whole thing. So we're even thinking like, hey, maybe by summer or yeah. at least May, September, you know, no, that's like, what everybody was thinking. Like, let's we got now we got a little bit of time. Now we got a few months to make it really good. Yeah. Um, 
possible. And then he passed away in July and, uh, and it really sucked because just even at that moment in time, like the first thought, like talking to Mouser, um, who was, who produced the show and did a great job. Um, you know, he's, he was right away. He's like, well, we need to have a show. Like we need to, we need to have a show for him. And it was like, I absolutely fucking want to, like, we can't, like we, we weren't, weren't even allowed at that point in time, but even more so, like, even if we were, it's like, I don't know how many people are going to want to come because you know, the, the fear was at a, a peak at that point. Definitely. No, we tried to get a memorial service. Like I called around the parks department and both Stark County and Wayne County being that he was from, uh, Maslin and everything like in this area, like thinking, Hey, if Worcester, just wherever we can, like maybe get a park with a, with a gazebo and stuff. And like, hopefully get like 50 people and just, yeah, we'll make some food and, and just tell some stories, yeah, you know? Yeah. And they anything. even that point was like no, it was like ten people max, and like Shit. and so anything that we could have done, it would have been half ass in it and not worth doing. You might as well wait, just make it. A- and that's what, it, and that's where we landed, and that and it sucked, you know. But the, our hands were tied with it, and uh, so then we get to call. It, I mean, I go back to the messages, but I think about April and uh, Wes is GQ status, and Justin is Jebediah. So if you hear me talk about Wes and Justin going forward, this is that, who that I'm referencing, gotcha. put a face to the name. So Wes messages me, and he goes, this is April, this is after the mask mandate had gone away, you know, uh, things had opened back up. We're looking like we're doing okay. So in April, yeah. he, he messages me, and he goes, I think it's time we have a show. And I said, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Wes lives out in Cincinnati, and Justin lives around here. He lives in Bolivar, but you know, just Justin's awesome. One of the funniest, like coolest dudes you'll ever talk to, but he's not like, and I don't want to say he's not a go-getter in the sense like, like he's lazy. He's not at all, but he's not visible to like, you know, to the public and, and out there like, like I am. And, and, you know, yeah, yeah. so West being in Cincinnati and me being, you know, here, look, it was basically determined at that point, like, all right, I'm going to take the ball and run with it. Like, you know, and I didn't, didn't at all do this by myself. And I don't, you know, Wes's help, Justin's help and Mauser's help, especially, um, you know, those three guys like helped a ton. I wouldn't want to say that I couldn't do it without them, but I guarantee it wouldn't have been nearly as good, you know, like, so it was a ton of help from all parties. And it's again, not saying that none of those guys could do this or take the lead on it, but it made the most sense for me to do it means that I was local and like Mauser is a very creative dude. He could definitely have, you know, he could write a great creative show, but I've also been actively wrestling on the circuit still for the last seven, eight years. You, you, I have the contacts with the boys. Exactly. I have the reputation with the boys, you know, the, I, whatever credit me and my name has, I knew for well that I could get, I could make, send the message or make the phone call and say like, Hey, I want you to do this. And they would do it. For sure. And, and, yeah, and your name definitely has, has some credit because i mean i heard will burt well they're the whole crowd was chatting <laughs> will, they know who you are they do they knew who i was um i mean mid-ohio wrestling was the the best company that ran in stark county you know in this area for a, a long time after mcw was gone and so i we had you know those fans and kind of had a and you know so i had that that um pipeline with those with those fans as well um and then i just and i did is i knew I had the initiative, which, you know, I don't have my kids half of the time was like 
half of the time I have free time and this free time was going to be dedicated to doing this. And that was to dedicated to lots and lots and lots of conversations, you know, and good conversations. It was yeah. great catching up with some of those guys, Bill Martell, who was awesome in his uh, Kung Fu exhibition, yes, yeah. uh, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and he was, and he was, uh, as hot as hot could be when MCW shut down. Um, but I hadn't, I hadn't talked to him since then. I hadn't talked to him since 2012. So I gotten his, a lot of it was me getting numbers from people. So I got his number, contacted him, and he was geeked, and he would message me. He'd even apologize. like, I know I'm messaging you a ton. I'm just excited, and I have this <laughs> idea. And I was like, you're not bothering me at all. Like, I, I, don't imagine, get... I imagine a lot of them are excited. Like, there probably been a lot of downtime. was excited. And the, and the occasion, the reason. Well, that's the thing. And, like, Shasta gave – you know, Martel had gone up and done pretty well for himself in Michigan, where he's from. But at that point in time, like, it – wasn't a normal thing for a promotion northeast ohio to book a guy that had to drive three and a half hours away and there was a couple of the other guys uh tony banks from michigan justin maine who didn't make it from the same area but he's seen talent from another area that wasn't just good talent but it was good talent for his brand and he knew that shasta was an awesome talent scout like he knew he could take Old Dirty the Clown, who you saw out there, yeah. who's a dude that, God love you, Dirty, you got no athletic ability at all. But he knew it, and, but he's like, but that, but he's a personality. Yeah. And what can we character. do? He has character. And what can we do to highlight that character? Yeah. And make him a presentable character on the show that people would notice. And he yeah. did. But he came in through the crowd, I remember. <laughs> so, so like, you're talking to Bill Martell, like, where he was just really excited and would have ideas. And, like, and me trusting in him, I was like, let I want you to have fun. Yeah. This is the idea for the segment. And, and me and Wes and Justin would have, we'd talk on Zoom, like, creative. You know, we talk about getting Cody Hawk, who's also Cincinnati, and he's a, he's a trainer of Moxley and L.A. Knight and Sammy Callick. Oh, he's very, very well respected amongst the community. And Wes, Wes's son trains with him. So right away, he's like, hey, Cody, who also wrestled for Kevin way back when, in 2001, who's just breaking in. Yeah. It's like, Cody wants to do it. And so, like, right away, it'd be like, what do you think about Cody versus Ethan Wright? You know, like, and we're like, yeah. Like, you know, and so we're just piecing the stuff together. So we would piece together what we thought would be good. And then I would be the one, with the exception of a couple of guys that Wes was closer with, to reach out to them and be like, this is what we're thinking, but put your take on it, put your spin on it, have fun with it because this is, you know, I told them in a production meeting in the back too, there's no rematches. We're not trying to lure them back for the next show. Yeah. You know, a lot of times when you're running an indie show, let's say, Hey, Jared and Mark go out there, Mark, I want you to win, but it needs to be really dirty. Cause we need to have Wilbur won his revenge next, next show. Yeah. There's no next show. There's something you're setting up. Yeah. For. We're not setting up for anything. So go out there and give them everything you want to give them yeah. and have as much fun as you want to have. And that was the narrative that we got to tell the boys and, and they were excited. Oh yeah. Who doesn't want to hear that? Go out there and just blow your wad. Yeah. Have a great whatever, whatever you want to do. It's your, that's it's your canvas out there, man. Oh yeah. And I think that resonated out with what you saw and i think it resonated to the crowd absolutely as well. there was no nothing flat you know no, no, everybody everybody was psyched to be there and you could tell the crowd and the performers i it, it was it was contagious and uh i've told people who said like man that was you know that was such a great like I, I, that makes me love wrestling again i was like man i wasn't wrestling that was an experience well, that, was, that was like that was like a crowd like that being that excited the boys and girls being that excited to go out there and just be a part of it um it, it's gonna be tough to recapture that magic i'll tell you that like it, it kind of a perfect storm of these fans that were thirsty to get a, a show that they loved 
everybody wanted to honor Shasta, you know, which we all wanted to do. Yeah. Nobody wanted to let him down when we were performing for him when he was alive, and the damn sure didn't want to do it on a show that was honoring his name. So yeah, I don't doubt that at so, all. So you know, it was it was all it was all out for everybody. I believe it. Um. um no, go ahead. Hit me oh, elaborate. Uh, I was I, just thinking. So, so that's been. It's been like it was ten years since the last one. More right? or less, yeah. So, you think there's gonna be a, an, another one in ten? Uh, years? well, ten years. Ten years, I can give you a hard maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I still won't say a definite. Yeah, and in but, ten years, most of the guys you saw out there ain't gonna be worth a shit. Yeah. Uh, including myself. That's but, true. But uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a very different. Show. Uh, well. We'll cap it with what's what's the future plans because we still got a lot to talk about building this up. So, so man, so I'm gonna so here I am. I'm Jared, and I've been on hundreds upon hundreds of wrestling shows. I've never run one before. You know? Yeah, I got a little bit of knowledge of talk. You know, being close with you know the promoters that run the shows and 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 watching and learning a little bit because it's it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. But to actually do it, I mean, I'm hitting the ground running and i well, and I, I mean you you played ewr back in the day i'm sure that's booking <laughs> booking's the easy part booking in <laughs> the creative no, is the easy right. part yeah, we'll get to that right, no. right. you don't have to call and rent buildings and get insurance policies in ewr <laughs> no, you should though that would have made the game would, so much better well yeah then i don't know if anybody's going to play be like this is stressful uh, <laughs> uh man i forgot all that though. yeah booking is fun <laughs> promoting is not so fun in the process, but uh, as we'll get to, when you put in that sort of work and you see the end result, I mean, equate it to you're you're cooking a meal and you're cooking a meal for a few of your friends, and hey man, maybe I know it's good, maybe I like it, but the real satisfaction is is, is everybody else like it, yeah. And you worked hard at it, you know. So that just that feeling. And just amp that up by a whole lot of months of months of this work and trying to prep this presentation for you guys. Yeah. And hopefully it works out that that's, that's the stress level that goes into it. So I'm starting from the beginning and like, you know, I, I contacted uh, Joe Lonas Oaks who runs main event world league, uh, Chuck and Brent from power slam who helped us a ton. They, they let us use the ring and their chairs for free. Okay. I wondered about that. Yeah. They, can't they helped us a ton and if you want to thank them for stranglehold thank them by buying a ticket to one of the power slam shows coming up and checking it out we got a lot of the t- same talent um and they're but they're but they're young at promoting so you know and this isn't a disrespect and they knew i couldn't ask them a ton about hey what kind of tips do you have for this and this and this because they're just getting started but i talked to jeff traxler who's run mega for a long time and it's just like what do you do like how what do you offer to get sponsors you know what i mean just like Little things like that, like you just go in blind, you know, and and so, so we start with a building, um, a, a fellow named Denny, Denny White actually ran the fairgrounds in the other building. There was a smaller building there a couple years ago. It was a suicide awareness show at okay. the fairgrounds, and what I found then was when you went to somebody and you would say, "Hey, man, I got a show coming up. You know, if you're not if you're free and you want to check it out," and they go, "Well, where is it?" and you go, "Well, it's at the fairgrounds," and they go, "Oh, yeah. like." It, it, it makes it seem a little more big league and everybody knows where it is. Yeah. You know, if you say that, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, in Strasburg. Okay. For, most people don't even know where Strasburg is. Yeah, and then yeah. you have to explain, well, and then you take this road and you go this road. And it's like, yeah, it's something that you, a lot of them are in churches and stuff too. Exactly. And if they're in, if they're not in a main town and they're not at a main location, you you can lose somebody right there. Where yeah. I go, where I got a show coming. Where is it? 
Well, shit, I'll never find that. Like, as no, I'm telling no. you how to get there. And, and, and you're right. Like, I lost even, you. Even the couple of people, like, the few people that I told about it, and, uh, like, when when they asked me where it was, it was like, well, where is it at? When I said the fairgrounds, that they did exactly did that. that. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, okay, like, I know where that is. And, like, right away, you, you kind of get that, like, I don't know what this is, who this is, but they got the fairgrounds. Yeah. It's got to be something. You know what I mean? So we kind of bounce back and forth between that. The fairgrounds, I don't mind to some money. Fairgrounds cost $850 and then $150 more to run concessions. So oh, wow, you're looking at, looking at $1,000. Really well, the church that we ran in Madison from Mid-Ohio that you've been to yeah. was $350. They just wanted to keep their own concessions. Okay. So when you get into it and you start thinking, hey, we're starting, you know, we didn't want to have to put any of our own personal money in. We believed in it enough that if we didn't had to, we would and we could. Yeah. Me and Wes and, and, and Justin. Um, but we didn't want to because that gets a little more dangerous. And once you actually get your own money in, like, it could get, you know, we were all very, very, very uh, cohesive and talking this out and planning it out. But you wouldn't blame somebody if, if, if me and you were running a show and I got $500 in and you go, listen, I really think we should do this. And I go, I disagree. And you, oh, I think we should. And I would say, well, fuck you. I got $500 in. We're going yeah. to do it my way. And like, yeah. can't really argue against that. No. So, so we didn't want to have any of our own personal money in, in our skin in the game in the first place. Um, but as it turned out, so we were back and forth on those two buildings. We knew for a while, we probably not, wouldn't get as many people into that church, but it was more of a sure thing to make money. Yeah. The fairgrounds was a little bit more of a risk, but we, you know, we did. We kind of landed on like we want this one to be as big as it can to be. be. A big deal, yeah. So, bit the bullet. We booked the church, um, and then I started getting some sponsors. I had some friends, and let's go ahead and plug them because uh, it's our show, and we can. Uh, Matt Lint is one of my best friends. He runs M and L uh, Heating and Cooling, and right away, like, was you know, we offered we offered a sponsorship where it was you know fifty sixty bucks depending on what we were giving them, and you know, they got two comp tickets and, you know, we let them sponsor each match on the graphic and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, we would have loved to have Nick Andrews really plug him heavy at the show. He wasn't able to make uh, it. Oh, yeah, we'll, I wondered about that. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Told you I got plenty to talk about. No, I'm sure we do. But, uh, you know, so I went to him and then um, his brother-in-law is a fellow named Ressi, who's a good friend of mine as well, and he runs a Portage Industrial Floor. And he's just like, let me buy a sponsorship too. So I got some friends, some small sponsors, small places that were willing to sponsor that helped, and I really hope anybody, just one person uses their service, it really makes it worth their while. For sure. But you start getting a little bit of that money, start sitting on this egg of money coming in, and then where I knew I had a few hundred bucks from our sponsors, at that point I decided to sell the pre, uh, pre-sale of the front row. Mm. And I kind of knew at that point, well, if I can sell out my front row with these sponsors, I know I can go and pay the bill. And that's when it got stressful for me because I'm not a full-time promoter. Not a full-time business owner of any sort, so I don't have a business bank account. I didn't want to set up a business PayPal because I know they—that's where they look to tax and everything. And this just being a one-time thing, I didn't want the hassle. Yeah. So as I put the pre-sales out available, I tried to set up an individual PayPal for me, Wes, and Justin to monitor. Kind of a pain in the ass linking your own bank account to a PayPal. Yeah. You already have one. I already have my own personal. Yeah, I think you have to. You have to do like ID verification. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah, yeah. Takes so, a little while. So as I we got the tickets printed, I let the notice, hey, these are on sale. They sold out in a day. So and, I remember and that. about half of those people actually were already already paid and they were paying me either I was meeting them and collecting cash or they were paying me on messenger pay or Venmo or what have you. So 
I, I document it. I have it all written down on how much is coming in. Mm. But as it stands, so now all this money is just in my personal bank account. And when I see I have X amount of dollars, and I always have to be conscious of, no, I have Y amount and Z amounts for the show. And I yeah. hated it. So I at that point, I, I figured out I had about $500, and I put about 500 of my own personal money in and just paid the fucking building. Yeah. Like I'm going to pay it. Get this it money's gone. And now I can say, Hey, as I collect a little bit more money, I can pay myself back. I owe myself $500. Yeah, and I yeah. got, and once I got to that point, I was good. And then I started that egg over again. And that included our amazing sponsor at Buzzbin, which man, I wish you got a chance to go out to the bar after the show. Uh, Had yeah. a hell of a time out there. No, it would, it would have been nice to do, but like, like I said, my buddy was tired. My other dude, isn't much of a drinker. Wasn't yeah. wanting to do it anyway, and I don't drive, so pretty much whatever that you doing, were. Doing. Well, yeah, understandably so. Well, and uh, I had worked all that day. Like even if I went out, I probably wouldn't have been that much fun or been out uh, there. Buddy, that I was on pure adrenaline. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. I wasn't. I wasn't working all night though. You were. Well, so we, you know, I, I initially tried to find an after party spot. Tried Harmon's Pub. Tried a couple other places, and and some of the people just didn't respond at all which is kind of frustrating because I'm thinking like, Hey, I know we can get most of the boys to come out. We probably get 20 to 25 of the boys yeah. to come out, get a couple drinks, get some food. Like, you know, $500 sponsorship is what I was looking for. And like, I figured we could pay you back on that night. Yeah. And you get the, you know, All the, 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 the promotion going forward. If you get two or three new customers, I go, Oh man, I like this place. And we go back again. You got new customers. It's worth your investment. Yeah. And they can write this shit off anyway. But yeah, but, you know, talking to Harmon's like the the, vast, the reality is a lot of places got their ass kicked in COVID last year. A lot yeah. of bars and restaurants they, really did. And uh, I had they a, can't really afford to sponsor something. I had a great conversation with the guys at Harmon's because they don't even keep their kitchen open that late. And I said, I'm like, well, what if we did like a limited menu? You know, just say, hey, we got burgers, fries and chicken wings. Yeah, We'll eat that shit. And we want we want to drink some beer and we just want to catch up, you know. Yeah. And uh, they they said, like, we just really can't afford we have no extra money right now we're trying to build back up and, yeah. and i heard that and that made a lot of sense luckily the lovely miss sarah suggested buzzbin and i i love buzzbin personally no, i've been there a few times they, i, I would have told you that before they paid me 500 dollars for the sponsorship I, I do i like it's a cool bar the people you talk to are cool they, there's they usually a, there's usually a, a loud punk or metal band playing yeah and it just feels like I mean, I know the reputation because you see, you know, some people with tattoos and everything like that, like you know, weirder looking folks coming in and out of there. Nobody's going to give you a hard time in there, man. Nobody no, wants to do that. They, I've never had an issue. There. Not at all. It's it's a dive bar and it's meant to be a dive bar, but the drinks are good. They have a great beer selection. And, you know, now they, they used to have the pinball, which I like, but yeah. now they got a really cool uh, vinyl and, and art shop back there. Yeah. Big ass patio. I mean, I love the bar, but I'm thinking they don't have food, which was kind of like... And hey, I can't guarantee we can get your money back because a lot of the guys aren't big drinkers. But you know, if somebody ordered food and a couple drinks, twenty bucks easy. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were able to get a, a food truck out there, and okay. and Chris oh, was. See, that was one thing. I was oh, about. Kaylee! Empa, shout out to Kaylee at Empa Mommy. My God, that yeah, was, those looked good. I, I didn't could, get to eat one, but I was like, man, uh, if I was gonna go for any reason, it would be those. I could ones. do a whole episode on how good her food was. It'd just be me <laughs> salivating. Um, no, they looked good. But Chris uh, at Buzzman, man, incredible. Just nicest dude. He said he's like, dude, we're huge wrestling fans here. Like, I, I'm happy to help. 
Yeah. It, you know, I want to obviously help each other, but he's like, I want to help. Honestly, I think I don't think it could have worked out any better. Buzz Ben is awesome. Like, you probably landed the best spot to probably get. Yeah, I think And everybody so. knows Buzz Ben. Anybody from around here is like, oh, Buzz Ben? Hell yeah. And uh, the couple uh, ladies that I work with that aren't from around here, they went out and the one girl was like, I love this bar. This yeah. bar is awesome. No, like, it's a really You know, it's a, it's a great bar. Um, yeah, so thanks, everybody, man. We, you know, again, not that said we couldn't have done it without you, but it would have been a hell of a lot harder and a hell of a lot scarier. And it... And it you know, made things so much easier. So, but this, all of this though, is a lot of legwork, a lot of emails, a lot of messages, uh, you know, getting this stuff done, getting the flyers, going out to the flyer store, man. A lot of, it, you know, it, I spent probably a hundred dollars worth of posters and flyers and stuff to get them out there. We, we had the sponsorship with Marco's pizza, uh, shout out to Jason for helping us out there on 30th street where they stuck a black and white flyer in every single box, pizza yeah, box. Yeah. So it's great promotion, That's but, cool. but it, it was a lot of legwork and I wasn't hesitant to give myself 20 bucks for a day running all around town, like for my gas and stop <laughs> and get, you know, a pop or whatever. Yeah. Like you have to, but it's a lot, it was a lot of legwork, but the buzz, online was great i mean it was you know on let's eat and i and i did i asked people personally to say like listen please click if you're remotely interested click interested on the page so i don't have to flood my personal plate you know i don't want to do that to people where i'm constantly like look at this match poster look at this match poster because you don't want to be you don't want to be pestering people i don't want to be pestering people i don't want people to unfollow me like no, because like. Uh, you know you got annoyed by it you want to see the show Follow the page and then you'll you'll see it. Exactly. Because I put a shit ton of work into that. No, and I saw <laughs> I saw every single one of them too, and they were most like ninety nine percent of them were helpful in some way. Well, uh, you know, I was trying to explain the characters who they were, what they'd done prior, you know, to to anybody who hasn't been there before to get the backstory, or if you had to refresh you. Yeah. And I needed Mouser for a lot of that. And I, I think I put like Ethan Wright beat Goldust on the last show, and Ethan's like, I didn't beat Goldust. I'm like, but you retained the title. It's like, yeah, it was non-title. I'm like. So I was like, Ethan Wright retained his title against Goldust in the middle, you know. Um, you were doing write-ups. You even like basically wrote out promos and stuff yeah, for him. Like, yeah, were, yeah. What, what, yeah. What some of the emails I've received were saying, you know. Yeah, and, the whole Minka thing back and forth. Well, Minka right? does blow up my DM. She loves Uncle Wilbur. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm creating like the beat. The you're I did. On a show I asked the Beast thing. Man. I'm like, write. Be, write Beastman MCW and Beastman handwriting for me and cover it with a rock. And that he's like, great. he's like, gotcha. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. But no, that was great. And I mean, even some of the guys at the show were like, man, who did, who did the write-ups and stuff for? That was awesome. Like, it was all me. Yeah. It was me sipping a whiskey on a Tuesday night at 11 o'clock. Like, cause I had to drop giggle. some info. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm just having fun with it. <laughs> and this is what, and this is what I'm telling Yeah. The creative booking should be the fun part. And I get a little frustrated with other indies, like where they just kind of will like, all right, what talents here? And then like, you know, they don't advertise any matches. They don't build any matches. They might build, they say, Hey, Wilbur's going to be here. Mark's going to be here. Like these are, and then you get to the show and like, here are just some matches for the sake of matches. I mean, it's lazy. And then at the same time, if you're going to do all of the fucking work to put this wrestling show on, which is a lot of work, <laughs> the fun know. part is creating the stories in your head and, letting them un unfold you know yeah. playing with your toys it's, it's it's what it is like this guy's an awesome heel and this guy's an awesome baby face and if they had a conflict over this and on the, you know on this show hey we'll have him win dirty and on this show it looks like he's gonna get his revenge but then his buddy turns on him and then this is how we're ultimately gonna get to the steel Kate. 
have fun with that. Yeah. Like that's the beauty of it, man. There's so much fun in telling your stories and letting them unfold. And if you're not doing it, you're cutting yourself, you're selling yourself short, you're selling the fans short. Like, uh, yeah, you know, know where you want to go with these, with the stories you want to tell and have fun. That's the fun part. Absolutely. So that's, yeah. But I mean, it did that part did take work too. And then, and it was a very, very um, controlled effort of when we released the video, like just of the reunion, Hey, there's a reunion on this date. And then it was very controlled of like how we're going to release each individual match because we knew what we were going to do. I mean, a couple things changed, you know, you know, yeah. but we knew, we knew 75% of what we were going to do by the time we announced we were doing the show. Okay. But it, uh, getting people's interest is one thing. I think it's way harder to hold people's interest than it is to get your interest. Yeah, I, can, sure. I can go outside and dance naked on the street and it's going to get everybody's interest. Right. <laughs> if I do it for about two hours, people are going to stop watching because I'm doing the same shit, even though yeah. it's interesting. So if, <laughs> if I, Really weird example. I yeah, I give the best. It didn't have anything to do with steak or hamburgers, so yeah, I'm, I'm adapting. I'm yeah. adapting. I like the steak and hamburger though. I can offer you a steak, and then I no. Uh, <laughs> but that I mean, it is. It's a key thing, and it was a very controlled effort to do so. Where we said, let's release a batch every week. I think that's about the right amount of time to say, like, you know, me and Alex Matthews were first, and I and I knew full well that I was going to be front and center of the face of all this with two T's, with Matthews with two T's, yeah. Matthew Priest one T. Yeah, yeah. I, had a, so, I had a problem with that. So we said, let's get it out there. Let's promote this match. Let's promote the backstory to this match. Let's get that out there first and foremost, and try to okay. Here's our first match. Now we let's now we got everybody's attention. And honestly, to say to give people a week to hold their attention is probably giving us too much credit because we we lose our attention pretty quickly. So, but before you can forget about it, here's the next match. Oh, and and, and then I would you know maybe midweek would just drop like, uh, hey, what do you guys think about this? You know, and here's five more guys for the battle royal. Like, yeah, who yeah. do you think might who do you think will win? It's just to keep the conversation going. No, just spread, just spread I, out the hype. And if I do this five times a day, you're going to look at it and go like, I don't, I'm not replying to you again. It's basic but marketing. It's like basic marketing. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was selling. Yeah. I had to sell the show. You were show. promoting. You were being a promoter. And I wanted to make sure that even though, because again, we, we dropped that video, we say MCW is back. And when we dropped the first match, and if you got 500 people right then and there that go, oh my God, I can't wait to be there. Can't wait to go. You're going to lose at least a hundred of them, right? Like yeah. you're going to lose a chunk of them Probably because, like of them. Oh man, I got shit to do. Or, Oh, like Things I was really excited about up. this today. And then I forgot. Like, yeah, yeah. so you want to try to hold as much of those as you can. And you do so by just offering a little more and you offer You do so by just bringing them into the conversation. What do you think? What do you feel? How, what do you think is going to happen? And interact with those people. And like, and for me personally, I'm not all that interactive. Like in my no. personal life, like I'm a hermit. So that yeah. would be hard for me. So I had to really turn myself up to be on the ball, which shout out to my girlfriend for putting up with me, being on my phone pretty much constantly because <laughs> it was work. I mean, if a fan messaged me a question, like, you know, I'm, I'm excited to answer it. Cause I'm excited that fans excited. So it's not like I'm, I'm annoyed by it. But I did recognize this is work. Like I need to, if this fan, if I, if I'm tired or, or if I'm busy doing, which I mean I do, I had to work full time anyways. But if I 
didn't get back, say, like, you know, and then I forget, like, overnight, and then the same goes, well, this guy's a dick, and I, and I don't want to support him. Or, you know, if he doesn't care enough to get back to me, then I don't care enough to go to the show. No, so, just put it, you don't and a lot of it was, was genuine information. Like, hey, when are tickets going to be on sale? Or how can I get my tickets? Or what can I do here? Like, so that's stuff I want to, I will answer you immediately because I need you to be there. You want to buy a ticket? I'll, I'll talk to you. Yeah. But when you're just asking, you know, asking, like, hey, is that, that going to be there? Or, or, da, 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 or, hey, I'm so excited. Or I remember seeing this match back and blah, blah, blah. Like, the fans are just excited and want to talk to somebody about it. Well, I'm damn sure going to talk to you about it because I need you to be there. Yeah. And I need to be the baby face in real life. I need you to be out there and be like, oh, tell your buddies, man, you never got to see the show that I told you about. Like, you got one more show. And well, man, I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask Wilbur. Like, yeah, go ahead. And I was going to answer it. And, uh, you know, so that, that took taking that aspect on was a lot. And I, I know this was a story that I like to tell the Monday after. So after we shot the last pot here, so I work all day. Shoot the pot here. Went out and still got a couple more posters over to the Marcos on 30th Street. And then I go home. I'm like, I, I'm like, I need to get a couple sets in and lift to try to look good for this show. But I also need to pack up some uh, some tickets in the envelopes from all the people that I'm just taking direct messages, no. going, "Hey, I would like three second row at the door." Okay, cool. Three second row for Smith. You know, forty five dollars. So put him, you know, not paid to so they owe no. and have the envelope. So I need to do this, and. I go to do all this and then I'm still between some fans and some of the boys and like probably like five or six, like different conversations I have going on at the same time. Yeah. So I'll answer all of them, do a set, pack a couple envelopes, respond to all these messages. Yeah. And it's like, this is nine 30 at night after a long fucking day of, nah. of work. And then wrestling, like it was all consuming. I don't doubt that. Um, but we got there. And so here we are. We're at the day of the show finally. Uh, well, I guess a couple more things. I'm an idiot when it comes to insurance. Like, I have my homeowner's insurance. It's rolled into the escrow. Yeah. My car insurance comes out every month. My medical insurance, again, comes out every month. And that's, that's just that's just it. Like, you, you need it because, I don't know, you're an adult and you need this shit. Yeah. Well, you have to have event insurance. I didn't even I, think about that. Well, you have to have the event insurance, and I didn't know. And it says on my lease that I signed, you needed to have a five hundred thousand dollar for property, five hundred thousand dollar for personal, mm. million dollar policy. That's a huge number. It scares the shit out of me. Yeah, that's. Turns out that's actually lower than like most because like I couldn't find any place where I could buy an insurance policy for less than a million in a million. Wow. But the one time event, you think weddings and things like that, you have to have that, like in case. Yeah, so, yeah. I never think about that. Somebody. Yeah trips and breaks their leg you gotta have the wedding you gotta have insurance for them or else they could see you so Damn. the fairgrounds required it it was significantly cheaper because we didn't have alcohol served so oh, it, yeah. so that it ran me about three hundred dollars for the one night insurance policy oh, that's but not too bad but that being said like at that point you know knowing that i needed that i'm like oh shit we need that after party so i was glad to have Buzzbin be able to cover that and then yeah. whew, not worry about it you know sure. and that Buzzbin's. Uh, contribution basically covered that and the overhead for our concessions before pizza and stuff like that. So nice. All right. So, you know, the come again, coming out of pocket was very, very, very little. Like uh, GQ brought some loose change for the cash boxes and stuff. Oh, now, of course you. he was reimbursed that, you know, that didn't go out the door. Um, I was in a few bucks, man, for like pizza and ice and stuff like that. Like, you know, bought lunch for the boys, all the crew that helped us that day. And like, again, I'm just like, I had about $300 of like loose show money. I'm like that, that's going to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man, so we get to the day of the show and, uh, 
I have to rent a U-Haul down in Strasburg. And you got to meet Parfell. Let's talk. Parfell was a goddamn MVP. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he sure was, man. Can't <laughs> shout out, shout too. out to that son of a bitch, Parfell. He helped me out yeah. on the Friday before. We went to uh, my girlfriend's mom's church and we picked up about 60 chairs from her church that we were able to get for free. Load them in the back of a pickup. Got to the fairgrounds. Got those chairs unloaded. Mauser was there to uh, set up his the projector for the screen and stuff just to get a test run going them. Gotcha. So we do that. Don't get much sleep at all, as you can imagine. Uh, we get up, go down to Strasburg, get the U-Haul, go down to Beach City. We only, we sadly didn't have a lot of people to help us. We had the shout out to Jason Grimm, Jesse Thorne uh, for being there all day long helping us. Me and Jebediah, uh, and then Parfell and his son Clay. Um, oh, there's probably somebody else. If I forget you, I'm sorry. But it was only a handful of us that were loading up all those chairs and loading up the ring and doing that, taking the ring from Strasburg to the fairgrounds. You should have seen the calamity ensuing of us trying to back that U-Haul into the building. Oh, yeah. It was a very tight fit. Yeah, that's a tight little area right there. It was a big-ass U-Haul. And then we got to the point where we were worried that the top was going to hit the fans up there and all that. But we got it in. Oh, yeah. Got it unloaded, loaded up, getting the chairs going. And I'll say this now to start the whole day. The day went so fast, Mark. It went so fucking fast. Really? We were so busy, you know, oh, just yeah. manual. You know, so we're manual. I felt like you were running out of time. Well, well, even at first, we're you know, we got to the fairgrounds probably around noon, and so now we got noon until the doors open six o'clock, six hours. Hey, man, that ain't bad. And more people came, and we got more hands to actually set up than we did to bring the stuff in. Yeah. So we get um those big boards were across the street in the other building. They lent to us that we stapled a whole bunch of vinyl up to kind of build our locker room. Hmm. We got some tables from over there to set up for concessions for the tickets for people selling merch. Uh, we get all that stuff set up. We get the ring built, and then we're kind of building in the seats, just kind of willy nilly. And as yeah. the, you know, that entrance and that in our locker room took up a little more space than probably we had hoped for, but it was what it was, and we had a nice roomy locker room. Yeah. But we had to have a whole clear pathway for that projector to hit that projector screen oh, yeah, without people and it had to have distance for it to film correctly. So yeah, where was the projector? It I was, be, it that, was directly it? behind, no, directly behind the screen. You know, when you, if you were walking in, you seen that screen, if you were able to walk in a straight line, like yeah. through it, you would walk right into the projector. It was about 15 feet behind uh, it. Oh, so it was, so it was projecting to the back. Yes. Oh, I thought you yeah. No. Yeah. Down. So oh, wow. we were mounting straight ahead. So that shit was in reverse. Then. Yes. So okay. so we're mounting straight ahead. Uh, Jimmy Lee from ASWA. Uh, he brought his entrance down, but his lighting guy fell through. We're supposed to have some cooler lights. It was what it was, but we built the entrance stage there. Um, oh, before we get there. So. We got we had that card set for forever. We have it advertised. We have the posters printed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can see the tag team bout. We got the Broski Express versus uh, Tony Banks and Justin Maine. Yeah, that switched. So Justin Maine gets a hold of me on Friday morning and says, "Hey man, I've been dealing with strep throat. I feel like I'm still contagious. I just don't think it's my best interest to make it." I say, "Hey, at absolutely." A, at a time like this. No, yeah. no, it, it, you don't want it's, to it's chance fine. That. So now the night before. Young Alex Matthews sends me a message, and he asks, he goes, hey, did we, who was saying that? I said two T's. Two T's, Alex Matthews. Uh, he asks, he goes, hey, do we have any sp- spots available for uh, a female worker? He goes, I know a girl out in Cincinnati. She's really good. She's really looking to work, and she's got an opening. 
Thursday night, I say, no, I don't, man. Like, everything's booked up. I said, just like anything else, so let her know. Welcome to come down. Bring your stuff. You never know. Yeah. If you're an indie war wrestler and you get a chance to come down to a show, bring your stuff because you never know. You so, go. I get that text from Justin Maine. The very first thought I have is to go, okay, Matthews has another female wrestler, so maybe we can have a straight-up female match, which oh. I think which actually complements Nikki, Zoe Sky a little better anyways. Oh, no, that was a good match. And so let's get a hold of the... So I tell Matthews, hey, get a hold of your girl. Like, we got a spot. Like, I'll slide Jabari into that tag match. His stuff with Sean Blaze will be entertaining as fuck. And that worked yeah. perfectly. And tell your girl we have a spot. He goes, okay, I think she said that she you know, decided to do something personal with the time because she didn't have a booking. But let me see if I can talk her out of it. No, couldn't talk her out of it. Wow, wow. Okay, no problem. So, no problem at all. Listen, this is going to be a huge show. I know a lot of female workers. I know damn well Nikki does. Mm -hmm. Zoe. So, between the two of us, no problem. We'll get a girl. So, I actually kind of opened the the door to Zoe. I said, hey, like, we got a spot open. This is one thing. I think I'm sliding Jabari over into this match, which leaves a wide open spot. Like, whoever you have great chemistry with. Uh, and I, I do know this is a day before a show and girls are getting booked up fast, you know, but I'm like, there has to be somebody out there that you have good chemistry with. Let them know that the, the spots there's and, and get a hold of me and we'll talk business. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. I know a few people. Let me, let me get at it. She gets back to me a few hours later. She's like, everybody's booked. Shit. <laughs> Shit. I reach out to a couple of people I know. Cause I met some, a couple of different girls, like in the Pittsburgh, West Virginia area and stuff. A couple hour drive. Big opportunity. Hey, what do you got going on? Everybody's booked. Damn it. So <laughs> we did. We Then we both missed out that Natalie is from Akron. Now she's young. She's green. But Zoe's a pro's pro. She's awesome. And we both, like, she texted me at the same time I was about to message her, like, what about Natalie? And I go, okay, like, somehow she slipped her mind. I think we were thinking so far out of the region. We we're like, if she's available, let's get her. She's yeah. an Akron. So we got a hold of, her, hold of her. Luckily she was available. And like Zoe mentioned, she's like, listen, I'll take a girl who's a little bit inexperienced. And if they, you know, but she's polite, she's humble. She listens. We'll go out and have a good match. So we got that covered at about six o'clock in the evening, the night before Damn. the day before the show, like right when we were like showing up, probably. No, we this early. is the day before the show. Oh, the this is Friday. Friday. This yeah. is Friday. I, heard, I misheard that. Now day of the show, get a message from Nick Andrews saying his wife has COVID. He has to quarantine. Oh, shit. can't make the show. Yeah, that's serious. this one hurt because Nick is such a pro at being on a microphone and promoting. Sarah's did a great job as a ring announcer. We know she can ring announce, but to you know, to be natural to go. Thank you everybody for coming out to MCW Israel. Yeah. yeah, that's Nick Andrews. Yeah, he's and a, and he's an MCW alum. Exactly. Well, in in him being, he was so excited about it. It sucks that he wasn't able to be there. But like me going, hey, after this match, plug you know, get him fired up. Plug Buzzbin. Plug these two sponsors. Yeah. After this match, get fired. Plug Buzzbin. Plug these two sponsors. <laughs> like. Do handle the 50 50, which we fucking blew. Uh, but so, like, he but he was a pro at that. It was one thing I just didn't have to worry about, and now all of a sudden we had to worry about it. Yeah. So, we're trying to figure out how to find to cover that spot. Shane, you know, we kind of volunteered him. Shane is awesome and he's so charismatic, yeah. but he's not big and loud and boisterous like Nick is. So, he did the absolute best he could with it. He did it in his own Shane way, and we really didn't have any time for a backup plan or, or any, you know, yeah, yeah. or any time to really brief him. So, so for, for 
the amount of prep we had, he did. He for did just good. winging it. Yeah. There was a lot of that out there was just winging it. Yeah. Including my match. Okay, he just, kind of played heel, too, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun with him because he was a heel to the MCW fans. Yeah. And then, but then he had a babyface moment by screwing over Vaughn and just, yeah, just having fun with it. Like, I don't and know, that, but he seems like he was enjoying the fact that was, was out there. Dude, I just told him, just have fun. And yeah. I, man, I couldn't tell. Everybody had so many questions about what do you want here? What would you like here? We booked the matches and the card the way it was in order to kind of present the best product possible, and I just put my trust in them. I said, yeah. go have fun. I don't care. Go have fun. I didn't care because I didn't have fucking time to care no. that day. Yeah, you had bigger fucking things to worry about, too. Plenty more, I'm sure. I know I didn't get a chance to talk to everybody I wanted to talk to. and this. So we get to – I'm jumping a little bit, and this is a good thing. This is good problems to have. So we get to intermission, and uh, I go to that little back office that was back there to try to get the boys' pay and their envelopes together. I'm kind of doing my thing, and I go, I know I've been back there for about 15 minutes, and I want to go get the note to Sarah to get on the microphone and say, hey, five, intermission lasts for five more minutes before we resume our action, you know? Yeah. So I leave that office, and I had so many fans that wanted pictures, you know, and wanted to stop and talk for a minute. And it's awesome. And I can't, I'm not going to tell them no. no. You know, I'm just not. So we're getting pictures and I'm talking to people and everybody, dude, everybody's so happy. And I'm literally just cannot physically walk from that back to up to the, the sound table <laughs> to tell Sarah. So eventually I told somebody else, I was like, hey, like, I go tell Sarah intermission five more minutes and like by the time she got there they had somebody else made the decision to wrap it up anyways and we were we were rolling i'm like cool never mind uh, yeah. um you know so that's that's a good thing uh for sure we get to you know this is just again how just stressed i was <laughs> where i told my girlfriend and her mom to arrive around four to do concessions get concessions so set up i should have had them come early I'm thinking, hey, the doors are open till six. This is more than enough time. But what was happening was the boys were starting to arrive. People had questions, you know. And so at that point, like, we realized we don't have any ice. And I just, and I knew we wouldn't. I didn't want to get ice too early and have it melt. I'm like, well, it's some time to go get some fucking ice. Yeah, that makes sense. There was no time to go get ice. And I'm looking around and I'm trying to see who can I trust to go get some ice. And everybody was either busy getting the show set up or busy talking and seeing each other for the first time in forever and i don't want to take it away from them where i just go fuck it i'm gonna go get some ice so <laughs> i just leave bolt go get ice i come back in now fans are arriving and people that i know personally or even fans that just that i don't know personally but know me yeah. they want to stop and talk and luckily i just I pull the go out and grab these big 21 pound bags of ice and they're like oh you're busy i'm like yeah, yeah i'll be back and i wasn't going back out i had so much <laughs> shit to do <laughs> i believe it uh but we get to where the doors open, and I knew, I knew it was going to be good. I knew from the pre-sales that we were going to be okay. I felt like if if we get a percentage of like walk-up crowd, we'll be great. And if like everybody says they're going to go shows up, we're going to be excellent. And like we had like maybe five tickets at the door that were unclaimed. Everybody showed mm-hmm. up for the tickets that they asked for. Everybody paid. And as we mentioned earlier, man, it was standing room only. Mm-hmm. So we packed the place, and I could exhale at that moment that we had enough people here. Everybody's going to get paid. You know, we're going to be okay. But now it's like, okay, we got to make sure we have this an amazing show for these people, and they're not disappointed. And at that point, we realized, like, Mauser had a very, very professional, like, 
PDF file and everything typed out of the production notes of we're going to play this video. This guy's going to be out to this music. This guy's going to be out to this music. This guy over this music plays this next. Very, very well done. What wasn't available to anybody was just an itinerary or just a, a card, a fight card. Oh, shit. Where we look at, nobody did it. <laughs> nobody had a fucking seems, piece of paper available. So I grabbed one of those posters because right it's all we that. have. Turn that shit over. One, Wilbur, Matthews. Two, Hurt Segment. Three, Broski's Attack, you know. So, gotcha. so I write it on the back of it on the fly for the refs to kind of like figure out who's ref and what. I give the production meeting at like 6.30, which is way too late. Uh, yeah, so... Again, that's, wasn't no. That's an important part, man. Very, very, very important. But if you want a cool story at here at the end of this, there's a cool story. So, okay. uh, my we have a, a friend. Her name is Natalie, and she goes to basically any independent wrestling show she can. She brings Robert with her, and Robert uh, is, is special needs. Yeah, he's um, oh, he was okay. sitting front row there. Actually, I think I saw him. And he, you know, he lives like in a group home, and she's an aide. Okay. And she's told me before, she's like, I'd never had any interest in wrestling at all. She's like, I love Robert. He loves wrestling. So I took him out to a show. She's like, now I'm personally hooked. But still, he gets to be himself when he's out there because he lives in a home where he doesn't doesn't get to choose what time he goes to bed, doesn't get to choose what he gets to eat, doesn't get to choose much of anything. You know, that's, that's the life that they have. Yeah. So when he's outside, he's at a wrestling show, and he's happy, and he gets the choice. Like it, it makes him happy. So I promised. I said, "I'm like, hey, I'm gonna keep a poster back, and I'll try to get everybody to sign it." Oh uh, yeah. I never had a fucking minute to even ask, oh, you shit. know. So, and at that point, all the posters were gone. So I see after the show, they're standing off to the corner because Robert usually likes to talk to some of the guys. Well, he does. He's very. He's not very verbal, but he likes to you know we'll talk to, to Natalie and and we'll talk to Robert. Yeah. So I run to the back. I, I mean, I sprint. I'm like, oh, shit. And I hope that as we're cleaning up, I hope nobody grabbed that and threw that away. Because it's it's on the table, taped down on the backside with the card sticking up. Yeah. It's not. It's still there. Hell so yeah. I go and I grab it. And I run it back out there with the tape on it and everything. And I, and Robert will hate it if you talk down to him. Like, don't talk to him like a baby. He talk to him. You talk to him like a person. No, for sure. Yeah. And you talk to And he probably won't respond back to you. But he, he recognizes when you talk to him per, like a person. So I come out there and I go, all right, so... I need to apologize. I know I promised you one of these. I know I promised I'd try to get people to sign. I'm like, I was so busy. I didn't have a chance. But what I got is something a little bit cooler. So what I got, I said, a few of the fans will have some of these posters. They'll have one. Yeah. What they won't have is this. And I turn it over and I show them. And I said, without this, the show doesn't happen. <laughs> I was like, this is what happened on the show tonight. This is our Bible. This is what we needed yeah. to have this happen. And I said, and not one other person in this entire world will have this except no. for you. I had to, and he smiled ear to ear. No, that's awesome. Yeah. He, un he, really uh, cool he understood have. it. He understood what it was and what it meant. Yeah. And then Natalie told me later that he actually got it framed and has it in his that's room. So that, is... That's like getting the set list from like a concert or oh, something. I mean, it's like to, taped to the floor that they actually to, yep, look at to know yep. what they're playing. Like that's super To cool. him, that was it. It's a one-of-a-kind thing, and he did, he grasped it. He understood. Yeah. And like she was like, Robert, can you tell him thank you? And he was just had it smile ear to ear and he didn't say anything i was like i don't need a thank you i need a fist bump and he gave me a fist bump and like you know and like Hell fuck yeah. man, that's what it's about that is what that's that's, about. that's 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 a cool moment that's that's that it, we, you know, we just talked for over well over an hour about all the work going into doing this and if that was 
that was it, if that was the only payoff, it would be worth it. That, that meant it all worth 50 it. Fifty times sure. over. No, that's that's a really cool story. That's so cool. I might clip it out and make like a little clip on that. I, that would be cool. I think so. And that, <laughs> well, and I, and I think that's the shit that should be shared. Um, and it really should because it no. it means this show meant a lot. It meant a lot to a lot of people. It meant a lot to us as the boys. It meant a lot, to us, you know, for us to put on that show. It was it was closure in a weird way. Yeah. Um. And you know, it meant a lot to the fans, of course. But when you get something like that, you get to make a person's whole night week, probably. You know what I mean? Like real life. Yeah. Made him as happy as he could possibly be by just a gesture of doing the shit that we were going to do anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're yeah. going to run these shows. We're going to entertain who we can entertain, but if we can just do little, just one little thing above and beyond and just make a, you know, a dude's now, world. Fuck man. I've, I've said so many times that, uh, Bill Murray is my favorite person that I don't know. And that's because for many reasons, I'm sure yeah, people can understand, yeah. but Bill Murray, uh, is one of those guys that he'll just show up random places and do random things. Yeah. He'll show up at somebody's wedding or somebody's party or something. And he said that the reason he does that is because he said he realized back in the day that he has the power to make great moments for people. Yeah. Like, and only he can do that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he, 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 he does it not for himself, but he does it because he knows that this is something these people are never going to forget for the rest of their life. He says he has that superpower and he says he feels like he has, you to could win a million dollars and you could spend a million dollars and you don't have a million dollars anymore, but you, the moments, an actual moment in your life are, you know, somewhat they're undescribable, but they're definitely, you know, irreplaceable. Like yeah. you just, you can't. And I genuinely feel like we had that out of the show as, yeah. as a whole, as I, sure. I really, really do. I mean, when you look at it on the surface and you, you know, any of the talent, you can look back and you say, I had this match and I got paid X amount. And we, and you know, I'll say it without saying everybody got taken care of pretty well. We had money to go around. So, you know, we, so you, you had your match and it was a good match and you had a crowd reaction. It was a good crowd reaction. And you got your pay and that's just a night in your life. But the feeling that you had and it is, it's a, the whole show was a moment. The whole show was an experience. Uh, uh, yeah, I was on cloud nine for quite a while. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. I got to tell our good buddy Tom Dunn, um, who's one of the few guys that didn't work for MCW back in the day, but he he's been around for a long time. He knew about it, appreciated it. We had a referee back out, and I was like, "You need like you're that week too." And I was like, "You want a booking? You got it." So he came down to do it. Now he refs for AIW, who's easily the biggest independent in this area. Yeah, I've seen that. He he, he refs for them regularly. And they have great crowds, great reactive crowds. Excuse me. But um, after my match, which he ref, we got to the back, and, and he was big smile, too. I was like, what do you think? He's like, this is awesome, man. And I was like, these fans, man, like, they, they're they like the they're the perfect fans because they're either you have fans that are smart or think they're smart and want to be too smart, and they're going to break down every little thing you do and, and critique. Like a, like a and unless it's yeah. perfect, they're not going to really enjoy it. You get fans that aren't smart, that are very easy to please, but you don't have to give them a whole lot. You just be a heel, you be a baby face, you tell a real simple story, and they're going to enjoy it. That's great. Yeah. These guys are a little bit in between. Like They're smart enough, but I don't think they want to be smart. They want to play along the way that we want you to play along and cheer the baby faces and boo the show and yell at the fucking heels, man. Yeah. Yell, Let them know that you hate they, them. They want to believe. Yeah, they want to believe. And they, they know then after the show, because they would. They'd go to the Mexican restaurant. We'd have after parties and want to buy 
drinks and just and tell you, man, great show. Like, yeah. it made their night to be entertained. And that means a lot to us because, you know, a lot of us have done hundreds and hundreds of shows like myself. And you start to take it for granted or, or you start to maybe feel a little underappreciated where, you know, you go out there, you really bust your ass, but you didn't get the reaction you wanted. And the fans just kind of like, all right, well, what's next? Yeah. There wasn't that feeling at all, man. They, I did they want to know what's next as far as another show goes, but they, they appreciated every match, every segment for what it was. And that's good. No, that's, that's, that's why you do it. That is why you do it. Well, that, that crowd reaction. <laughs> I get chills, man. Dude, that was no, they like, I remember looking over at my buddy and just seeing the smile on his face when everybody's like, when he realized that like, Oh shit, Jared's a big deal. Cause everybody's going, well, well, he's just like, okay. Like, I could see it on his face. Like, I, that's what I got from it anyway. It might not have been, that might not have been, I, that's what I got from it. We all knew. Cause originally we were thinking I might be doing like uh the big hurt mink and murder ink, like the squash first. It was Kevin's Kevin. We usually do like a squash. Like for some, I believe in starting to show hot. He would usually kind of, put like you know maybe the most obvious segment on first just to kind of i think more like hey if people are still coming in that this is what they'll see you know i don't believe in that man we told you the show's gonna start at seven the show's gonna start at seven and if you miss it you miss it and i i mean we all knew we were kind of creating that perfect storm because again it wasn't a secret my face and my voice was really out in front of all this the entire time i've baby face as a wrestler i've been a baby face as a human being because I'm the one putting the shit together yeah. and to be the first wrestler out of that curtain. It's a perfect storm for uh fuck. Yeah. Here we go. You yeah. know? Um, so I knew I could, I like, I knew I'm like, man, that's going to be a, it's going to be a good pop. I didn't expect that. No, I, I, yeah. it, that was, that was some, it was people, people were ready. And yeah, I mean, it was the first match of the night too. Yeah. So I mean, it you're, that you're, probably helped. You're ready it's... for the wrestling, but um, yeah. And it, you could tell it was a real appreciation of, I, I would love to say, hey, Wilbur the character. Wilbur the character is, is over and is fairly fairly over. I mean, I, I, I've been doing this for a long time. I still get booked. But, you know, and I also knew a lot of it was going to be appreciation for Jared for, like, we're all here and we're all so fucking happy. And, like, and again, I did, I did not put it together by myself, but, like, I know I was, you know, front and center of it and putting it together. You were, and you the, were people, the catalyst. And the people knew it, and that was that was the reaction, which is different than anything I've ever gotten before. And yeah. it was a thank you, like, and we're fucking excited to see you. Oh yeah. And uh, no, I'm sure it felt good, dude. I don't know how it couldn't have. No, felt who doesn't felt like amazing. hearing that? Felt thing. amazing, and then like we had to, yeah, you know, we knew we had to set the tone. And here, well, I mentioned we we won it. We we were just winging it for a lot of shit. We just won it for that match yeah. because I told you I was doing a production meeting at six 30 from till about six 40. I had to help Sarah get her notes together for the ring announcements and stuff like that. Like I'm talking to her. Mm-hmm. So it's six 50 poor Alex Matthews is kind of sitting there going, so what do you want to do, buddy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I go, okay. Yeah. So like, we like, we kind of told, we had the story we knew we wanted to tell. We had, we actually had a little bit more planned out, believe it or not. We didn't have much plan. We just went out there and just felt it. And normally that's a lot of fun, but we're trying to talk to each other in the ring and it was loud. <laughs> so we're trying to like, just call some stuff out there and it's hard to hear. Can't hear. Well, that's probably, you know, that's good and bad, but that means we can't hear you. Well, you can't hear us. And then we just kind of won it just, you know, and, just hey, made it feel like a fight, feel like a wrestling match. We knew it, we'd tell the story of working the knee over. Honestly, I, I, 
I couldn't tell that you guys were just winging it. Yeah. Like, it seemed like you guys knew what you were doing, and they planned out a little bit. You even did that jump out of the ring spot and everything. Like, it all Woo! went smooth. Like, yeah. That was, well, I got some air fucking, on that one, too. What was that, like a figure four? Around the post. Around the post. Yeah. That looked gnarly. We did that didn't feel good. Hitman uh, tribute on that one. Um, we actually had a little had bit a more. Hitman tribute with the with the, the pink tights. And, uh, what I was locking that pink and black. Well, yeah, as soon as which, you came out, I, I looked over there because like, ah, oh, dude, he's bragging. Yeah, about and for, fuck like, you, weeks. John Thomas, couldn't make it. Yeah, of, of all the people, I, know, I even brought you stickers, bro, and I was gonna of give them to you. All the people, we shouted out so many people, and the sole fuck you goes to John Thomas for the week. <laughs> My brother from another month. And I'm, I'm actually a little happy to do it. I'd rather give the fuck you to John Thomas than the shout out. I mean, it seems appropriate, I guess. Uh, but we even had a little bit more like planned uh, to give it to him, but the crowd was so hot, and we knew we had a lot more to go, so we actually kind of called it short because and I know this from experience. When you get the crowd, you're going to get them so high, yeah. and you might, you might as well cap it then because if you go back down, you can't get them back up. You probably should just end it where you have oh, My so. peak was the Zoe Sky match. We, we all know. <laughs> I, I was up there for a while. Well, I want to break down match by match because I didn't get to catch most of it. I will go back and watch it back. We um, so the plan was then after after my match, we get him going. The crowd's hot, and they said thank you, Wilbur, and I improvised on the spot, and I said I'm like I love it, appreciate it. Wilbur wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Shasta. You you want to yeah. thank me? Turn around, give me a thank you, Shasta, uh, and I meant that. That's that's I don't doubt that. That's that's just the truth. There's. Without Shasta, that show didn't happen. So I think GQ added a lot of value to the show all around, but like he really kept the like GQ is the way that he he was kind of Shasta's representation of at the show. So. Yeah, and it was the right call to do that because he was you know him and Kevin were were basically best friends. For... And, and like as the show went on, even with the with the ending and everything yeah. like it was all built around he was that. he was the right man for the job and uh you know i talked with mouser about it a little bit and and i'm not saying that mouser's wrong at all for feeling this way but he mouser was helping with the creative and producing like in 2011 and 12 as the company was basically winding down uh-huh. and gq wasn't a big part of it then so when we kind of mentioned like hey we're probably gonna have, we're gonna do gq and jeb for the title do the hardcore he's like well you know because he was he was again he wasn't gq wasn't one of the top guys being pushed he's like wouldn't you think of, you know top baby face like this or even you like what do you think that'd be a better bet and it's like the truth is gq and jeb are kevin's best friends mm. they just were so it's two guys that and, and we're not <clears throat> yeah gq is going to win the heavyweight title but we're going to retire it in the ring the plan was with the kilt with the boots we're going to retire kevin yeah in his ring with his belt like that's it. That's that's the plan. It's not like GQ is going to be the face of MCW going forward as we're running every month. Like no, that no, wasn't he the idea. Was, and he if was it, kind of just playing the role. Yeah, and if, if we were going to do that, then yeah, we probably would think well, somebody else who who wants who's going to be our face, the champion going forward. But that wasn't yeah. what it was about. Although so, for a hot second there, I did think, wow, my boy might leave the fucking champ. Tonight. Well, our boy, <laughs> our, my friend Earl Breeze is trying to call me out on my Cody Rhodes booking. Like, oh, I can't <laughs> wait to watch you go over twice and win the title tonight. God. <laughs> Well, and Mauser even said he's like, I think you would be a good Ashley. You were, you know, you were one of the the hearts of MCW. Like, like you know, no, for always core in the I center. I thought you were gonna like you it was, could win. be your spot. And I said, I'm not going to be known as the promoter and the booker of the show, and then book myself to win the title in the main event. I'm not gonna fucking do it. Like, there, I, I won't even suggest it. Yeah. So that was Je- uh, the whole main event was uh, GQ and Jeb's idea. Now we got the creative of how to get into it over over time, um, but yes, so GQ comes out to do the tribute to Shasta, and 
we do the 10 bell salute and we all, we kind of knew at the same time. We're like, what? Cause Minka was, listen, Minka was the best heel we had. No, she, she's the best heel that night. And she, she was, was all throughout the show. and she was the best heel we had in MCW. Yeah. I believe um, it. there's just no doubt about it. Shout out to Mankers. Love her to death. She's no, a she, sweetheart she of a human it. being, but my God, is she an amazing pro wrestling heel. So we <laughs> kind of knew it right then. We're like, what if she cuts off the 10 bell salute? And we go, is that controversial? Yeah. Would Shasta have loved it? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Like there's no, no there's classic. no doubt about it. Like Shasta would have loved it. Now what we didn't expect was was his we you know, for the sake of, we'll call her widow his girlfriend when he passed Tara. Um, you know she had some difficulties with us putting together the show. I think it was emotional for her, and she had basically said she's like, she wasn't going to be able to make she didn't want to make it. Uh, well she was, but then she was there. Oh. She shows up. So we had played the segment without you know, notifying her because we didn't think she was going to be there. So we see her there as Mouser is like, you need to go tell Tara we're cutting off the 10 bell salute, but let her know it's not, I mean, it is, it's intended to be disrespectful it, work. as the character, yeah. but we're not, we are not in the business of disrespecting Kevin. It's going to pay off in the end. No, no, if anything, it was kind of an homage to Kevin. In a sense. Yeah, Just, it was. He would have loved it. And we weren't, we didn't want to cut off the actual video or speech, but like, yeah, for that 10 bell, because the 10 bell isn't a real thing except for in wrestling. It's just not like, yeah. it's, you know, it's not cutting off the national anthem or cutting off, you know, a military salute like when a soldier dies. Like yeah. those are real things. The ten bell is just what we do. So if it's just a wrestling thing, we can book ourselves to. And I mean, how many times have you segment. seen it used as a work? Yeah. You know what I mean? Where so, they've done the exact same thing. You know what I mean? So we bring Minka out. We her and uh, the big hurt get the squash win, and then we get to have the tag match. Where I, just, I did get to watch a little bit of the Broskies and, uh, and again, this is a match we had to kind of, uh, you know, alter a alter bit. a bit on the fly. But uh, T-Bone with Oprah and just I have all the faith in the world of Jabari and Sean Blaze going out and being entertaining. I have all the faith in the world of Seth Allen going out there and giving good, solid wrestling. I was so excited for Pete and Eric to see, see Super, Super Oprah, Oprah in the flesh. I was so excited. <laughs> and then when it happened so soon, I was like, oh, here you go, guys. Here you go. <laughs> but, man, it's always entertaining no matter what. Jabari will never cease to entertain. Like, there's nothing he won't do to entertain the people yeah. um we got we got to the battle royal and uh shout out to jesse uh you know we had set up for the young guys to kind of be in early and then the veterans to kind of take their place later yeah. well the the boys kind of came up with the idea of like one up in each other on finishers and one up on beating up a young guy yeah. and he stepped right up to the challenge and if you remember the the long hair guy with like the rainbow stuff yeah, yeah yeah he got the piss beat out of him in that battle royal yes he did which he was willing to do so we were at the bar afterwards and more than one group of people like at the bar were just like They'd see him. He go, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I believe that <laughs> because he got the. I did get to catch some of that. He got the shit beat out of him. Um, so here's a peek behind the curtain on how we got to, well, that match. So we wanted to get as many of the, the old faces, the old names on the show as we could. We wanted to get anybody who was a trainee of Shasta's on the show if we could. So. Battle Royal is perfect, and you do a Battle Royal to get the guys on the show, and you hope that, hey, some of these young guys that never got to work an MCW show before, you know, Jay, uh, Jason actually did, but Jesse, uh, uh, Christian Saint was one of the guys, Bruiser Schmidt, Danny Vandal, some of those young guys that were in the middle that, you know, they're not big names or anything like that, but they were trainees of Shasta that never got to wrestle in front of an MCW crowd, So like, and, they, and it was a big deal to them. Yeah, I believe it. And it really was, and we were able to do that for them. Um, and, and so, you know, we get the battle royal on the card. Now, for the finish, you know, we booked the battle royal without really knowing the finish. Well, Christian Vaughn, 
was a Shout huge. Out to Christian Vaughn because he reps Coheed as his music. Yeah, he sure does. As soon as I heard Vivian. that, I went, oh shit, Coheed. Well, That's now we got to awesome. cheer for him. Yeah, he well, became my new favorite wrestler. <laughs> and he was, dude, he was the he was probably the top guy in MCW for the the late, latter years. You know, the 09 no, through, I've, through I've heard 12. The name plenty of times. He was the heavyweight champion. Had a long run, a really successful run. Great heel. Then he had a great babyface run. Like he was one of the top guys. Well, I mean. Look, and this isn't calling him out or or being mean about it. A lot of guys when you talk from wrestling, man, cheeseburgers taste pretty good. <laughs> and you know, yeah. So I talked to I him it. when we start to book the show and uh, said, like, "Hey, man, like, whatever you want to do, like, you earned it. Like, whatever match you want to have, you want to be. If you want to be a heel, what do you want to do?" And he's he said at that point, he's like, "Look, I'm not in any shape to wrestle right now." Mm. And I said, well, "Okay, well, you got five months, like." You know, let, let me know what your motivations are. Like what's on your mind. And I gave him about a month to kind of think it over. And he came back to me and said, like, I just don't see myself being in any shape to perform and be what I used to be. But I really, you know, have a good promo in me and like, and I could take a bump or two, you know, like, so I said, okay, so we have that. So then, and then we talked to Mr. Insanity. Yeah, which I was Mr. Toby to Klein. I lost it. I was like, oh, shit. And he, um, you know, it's not my story to tell, but he had dealt with some personal issues and everything himself. Well, I mean, he he, he wasn't shy to talk about uh, struggle with addiction and things like that. Yeah. Well, he's been great for years. He's done great. So I don't know if it, and, and physically he looked awesome. No, but he I, looked but great, Jake. He it was very adamant to say, like, listen, I can't wrestle. Like, I'm physically, I'm just torn apart. Like, I, I can't wrestle. No, that's fine. He still killed it. So I put it together it. then. We go, how about, so Jimmy was the trainer of brain damage. You know, Marvin, who we wanted on to the battle royal round. Um, so we said, let's look like Jimmy has this thing one, but we do Zach being sneaky, Christian Vaughn, where his music plays and he doesn't show doesn't up, show up yeah. and we just kind of forget about him a little bit. That's ex- yeah. And then he comes out, gets the sneaky win, let him cut his promo. However we want to go into it. Shane was awesome. I think in that role, like yeah. you didn't show up and I had to go pay a guy and I paid him a lot of money and he's coming <laughs> and you hit Toby's music and what a reaction he got. Man. Dude, just, that was so awesome. That, that I was, that was so imagine me in my position of this being my brainchild, you know, that I presented to everybody and everybody was on board with. Yeah. So it's my brainchild. I know it's going to happen, but I'm watching it from the sound table and I'm just watching and take it all in. And I watch the crowd react to him and I watch Toby's reaction yeah. to see the cut, and I, and I got goosebumps no, and I'm dude. like, I knew this was going to happen. And I still am like, Oh fuck, this is good. No, I didn't know. I didn't know the music or anything, but when I saw the name Toby Klein come up, I just looked at my dudes like, Oh shit. Oh shit. This, yeah. this is about to be sweet. Like, dude, I was psyched. Like yeah. that was, that was probably, that's in the top three moments of the night. For me, I think for sure. so. And we, and again, it's, it's just so one of those things that's so cool, man. When you have an idea, when you have a picture in your head, and when you see the picture actually come to life, and it's so much better than you thought, you're like, fuck, this, yeah, is, this is awesome. It's it's what it's what you hear about on podcasts and everything. That's yeah. what you hear Bischoff talk about, Bruce Pritchard, all those yeah. booking moments where you see them happen and they just nail it. And they nail that's it. What that you, was. you feel like it's going to be good, and it's better, better. than you expected. Yeah. Another one of those, and I, I tried to kind of tell people, don't sleep on this Bill Martell Kung Fu exhibition. <laughs> I got I to say, I, I, I don't know if people are recovering from, from getting COVID or something, but everybody was in way better shape than their picture showed them. Well, there you Bill go. Bill Martell, 
Looks like he's got a little meat on his bone in this yeah. picture. And now he was yeah. nice. Cody Hawk was in yeah. great shape. Oh, Cody Everybody was shape. like nice and lean. Like I said, I don't know if they lost a bunch of weight from the Rona or something. I well, I don't know that. And I think Or maybe they were just like, I gotta get back. You know well, what I mean? Well, I mean, I know I I don't take my workout regimen very seriously, but I know I was lifting I was hitting the weights. No, the I mean everybody show, looked and, you know great. Um I thought so too. Um, so I was telling people, don't sleep on this Kung Fu exhibition. I know it doesn't look like much on the poster. I, I had a feeling something was going to happen. Yeah. Because I'm we, just like, this seems so out of place. What are they going to go doing there and just like, be like. I still don't know what they did. I didn't something. get, I didn't get a chance to see it. I have to go back, but I heard the reactions. Yeah. I could hear it. Cause I, I went back into the office at that point so I could hear it. And then just talking to people afterwards was just. They oh they love the beast man. Well, the, well, as soon as I saw Beast Man come out, I was like, oh, it all makes sense. Now. <laughs> it all makes sense now. And uh, I got to hear a little bit of the you know, between uh, Priest's promo and then Martel's promo, and then they interacted with GQ's son, mm. <laughs> which which GQ like we knew with Martel there was no idea too ridiculous because as we're talking about like G because what uh, West's son trains with Cody Hawk, and so he's like. I think he'd be able to do it. It's like, what does Martel think? And I was like, Martel, what do you think about bumping a kid? He goes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. There was no doubt about it. And then telling Beastman about it, he's like, yeah, I was, you know, when you have a kid involved, like I'm always a little nervous, but like, God, we were out there. Like that was the easiest, most fun, you know. No, for sure. Just had a blast doing it. I'm sure the kid enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I got to go back and actually watch the whole segment unfold. But talking to a lot of people, too, like saying, like, man, we love the Beast Man. That was so no, entertaining. It, it was great. I even posted my own little video. Uh, there you before, go. Like, before my camera died. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> got to have full juice, kid. Yeah. Got to have full juice, kid. Um, next match, man, was, was Cody Hawk and Ethan Wright. And, again, we knew, like, this is going to be a wrestling match. This is going to be a pro wrestling match. when guys that look like pro wrestlers oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. know their shit. And this – I want to do this for Ethan – because Ethan's a good friend of mine. And uh, Ethan actually, from Alliance, Ohio, went to a Civic Center show for MCW, went to Main Event World League and Alliance at the Armory. He's, I believe, 29, maybe not be 30 yet. He's just a hair younger than me, but I was wrestling at 18, 19. So yeah. he was a teenager yeah, yeah. watching me wrestle at these shows. I didn't know it until later I meet him where he's like 19, 20 years old and, and in the business. Yeah. Um, but I actually talked to him a decent bit about the show and just about his mindset on things. Cause I trust his mindset. He's an awesome wrestler, but we wanted to not only do this match cause we thought it would be a good match, but I wanted to, cause Cody Hawk is royalty in Cincinnati. You know, he was okay. with the Heartlands wrestling him and Nigel McGinnis had tons of matches. No, I've heard um, the name and yeah. like, I saw a lot of hype. Like when people, like when we posted the promo that we made, we go, oh, like, oh shit, Cody Hawk, Hawk yeah. yeah. And so we kind of wanted to have Ethan get that connection out to Cincinnati because I knew there's no way at all Ethan would fall flat on his face. Now Ethan, Ethan looks like, uh, like he should be in NXT or something. Yeah, like he looks like the next up and coming like star. He's trying. He is really focusing on making He's this big dude, this run dude. count for him. Because, you know, unfortunately, all of our clocks are ticking. But yeah. he definitely has Wrestling, the talent. You know, he has a... the look. He has the mindset. Yeah. Uh, he knows he needs a bit of a personality. He knows that. Yeah. Well, he seemed funny, like he was a pretty good heel. Funny thing is, he's one of the wittiest, funniest dudes you'll ever talk to. It's just it's hard to get that into he's, the microphone. He's a right. right. Yeah. But I, uh, I, feel it. I'm I got way. to talk to I didn't get the chance to see the match, but I got a chance to talk to Ethan. And he, he basically said, like, 
I had, I was listening. Like, he's, I was excited. I had so many ideas and Cody was kind of like, let's do a little less of this and maybe just do a little bit of this. And that's the guy who just knew what he was doing. And he's like, so I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, I'll respect the violence. Go out there and do it. By the time the match was done, he's like, okay, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Like he, he knows what he's doing. And listen, the match went well. Uh, most of the crowd said, yeah, it was really good. It was a great wrestling match. Like yeah. there's, that's, that was good. And then, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the floor. Because then your girl Zoe Sky's up next. <laughs> uh, I just she's just tiny and adorable and was good in the ring. She was great. She's incredible. She, it was like ring. a little David and Goliath type, yeah. type deal with the Natalie's got a little size to her. Like yeah, she's she's about six feet tall. Well, I, I mean, mean, I'm sure Zoe being as small as right. she is helped look made right. her look huge. But like, uh, it was good. Well, it's funny. I had a friend that I work with, and she said she's like, "What was it that match?" So the Natalie girl beat the crap out of the whole match, and then Zoe just did a little this 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 move. She wins. I'm like. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I was like, think yes. about what you just said. Like, the Dude. smaller girl was getting beat up, getting picked on, and then she overcame it and gets the win and 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 triumphed. Exactly. It's like that's a simple story. You, like, you don't expect that either. Like, like yeah. I said, like a David and Goliath type deal. Yeah, like, he had to have a trick up his sleeve in order to win that. And monster. and and Zoe's so good. I mean, she's she's. She's doing great for herself. I mean, she's local. She's from the Cleveland area, but she's traveling both the country and Japan. She's, you know. I started following her on Instagram. Yeah. She's got Ruby Soho following her. Yeah. Uh, Like five or six people I know for sure that are like big names. Well, you know, Ruby Soho was Heidi Loveless and, and, you know, Britt Baker is from around this area. And uh, Soraya Knight or whatever, which I think is like Paige's Paige. mom. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm just saying, I'm saying these girls were all from the Midwest too. Allison Kay, Midwest. Yeah, Jessica, yeah. who I really wanted to be there, Jessica Havoc, Midwest. Um, um, Madison Rain from Impact was Midwest. Like these are all Ohio, Indiana, Michigan girls that really have started to make the bunny, it. The bunny was one of them. Cherry Bomb, yeah, she was uh, local. Um, I know I'm missing more. Yeah, there's but a few. There's a few, but oh, um, Sarah Logan, who was uh, oh, she, she was, was awesome crazy. Mary Dobson, I think she's Sarah Indiana. Yes, yeah, she's married to Ray Rowe, who's yeah. one of the Viking Raiders. Yeah, yeah. So all these girls were local and. Zoe's right there in the middle of all of them, and, and uh, it might be taking her a little longer to get her due and her notice, but I but think she's right about there. Not like she's another one that looks like wow, like she looks like she could be on the NXT roster. I, I'm, and I think she's talented enough that she should be. For That's sure. just not not me talking because she's my friend, and not you talking because you think she's cute, man. <laughs> that, that's real life. Uh, yeah. She's she's a hell of a no, talent. She's genuinely good. Yeah, and. Uh, heard a lot of people say that the match was good and they enjoyed that. And we needed to have a couple, you know, quote unquote standard wrestling matches because we knew what the main event was going to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that it was going to be all that. <laughs> oh, you didn't. I knew they were, I, they had their own, that was their own thing. I let them have their own sidebar and everything. They I planned. sat second row. I saw under that curtain a little bit. Once I saw a ladder and shit, I was like, Oh, shit's going to go down. But then I looked up and I was like, but not anywhere near those fans. <laughs> 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 the shit was gonna go down those two guys jeb as far as i know unless he might have done a one-off here and there with kevin uh kevin ran a couple spot shows like in cincinnati with wes so maybe jeb wrestled those but as far as i know he hasn't wrestled since 2012 really and man he looked awesome now he looks like he was <laughs> wrestling last, last he, he's he's timeless that guy yeah um and he, then he he looks like he like he was like a founding member of Misfits or something. Like he's got that goth look. Yeah. Him. Like he's pale. He's got the dark, like slick back. Dark, hair. Yeah. Like he looks like like he was 
He used well, to play bass in the Misfits. He came out to Guar. So, yeah, yeah oh, so yeah. there you I go. Guess there you go, yeah. Uh, and that's that is a little bit of his personality. He's kind of soft spoken, but you he's know, a cool character. I, I he really, he really is. So, now you mentioned the pink and black earlier. I knew I could sell GQ on this. So, we were trying to GQ, we were thinking about maybe him being the commissioner and da 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 da. Then, like, hey, I get taken out. Now, hey, as commissioner, I'll make the match. And we said, like, listen, here's the thing that we worry about. Like, I'm going to be a huge baby face. If I get taken out, and you, I mean, you are, you're saving the day, but anybody who goes, you know what? I'll take the match in the main event for the title. You're kind of a dick. Yeah. Who like, would, who you, know, you know, like, so like, it's not going to necessarily be the crowd going, yeah. I said, what would be better is if I endorse you. And we thought about Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania nine, where Yoko had the salt in his eyes and Brett's on the ground and he goes, go get him, go get him. And now yeah. I know GQ is a huge Hulk mark. So I'm like, let's just do the WrestleMania nine bit. That's awesome. And me, and it's, I say, no, you go get him. You go kick his ass. That's I give you the so endorsement. Awesome. And then you hit the ground running. And we're like, all right, that is better. And I was like, after the show, I was like, you didn't even call me out for wearing some Bret Hart pink and black. He's like, I noticed it and I didn't say anything. That's, uh, yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, <laughs> Shit. But so we, we, we set that up. You know, and I had to sell it the entire night. So I had to stay in my gear and everything. I had to sell the entire night that, hey, I'm going to go out and wrestle again. I wasn't going to go out and wrestle again. No. Well, they, I do start seeing the thumbtacks and everything. And I knew my spot is gone and hit the cutter. And I go, wait a minute. Where am I hitting a cutter? No, dude, I was like, going to fall on some thumbtacks. They were all over. They were all over. Uh, and but, I saw your picture you posted with them in the body. And that was like, that was guys. my regular shoes. That's me changed and cleaning up. I don't yeah. even know. I haven't taken a look at my, my busted up boots yet. See how they're looking. Uh, no, dude, there's nothing I hate. Cause like, I get new shoes, and the first time I poke a hole in the bottle um, or bottom of the shoe, and I'm just like, fuck. Now every time I step in a puddle or a range or something, my socks uh, go Never fails. Never but fails. It, it happens every pair. But uh, So those guys, man, I knew they were going to go out and... and tear it down and so i'm in the back kind of waiting for my cue i knew the big hurt would be back out first and then there'd be some people following so i'm just kind of waiting on the cue and i'm just so at this point i'm not watching but i'm listening and i'm also noticing the show's going on longer than i had hoped you know i really wanted to be done by 10 and at that point was we're not gonna be done until 11 well i mean the i did not to go back to that but i did notice the intermission was a little long i didn't want it to be long either i was trying to get it shut up like 15 but i think it was like a 30 minute that's too long that's too long. I might be off. Might be like twenty five or something. But like, yeah, yeah, it seems. No, I want. I want fifteen. I'm sure that didn't help. That's um, my point. No, it didn't. But uh, so the show's running long, and you also worry about fatiguing your crowd. You do if you're, you know, do something for four hours is a long time. Yeah, yeah. But man, you just heard the reactions. Oh, and all I'm doing here is when crash, we, boom, yeah. We got our money's worth. You yeah, know what I mean? and the crowd's going nuts, and knowing that Minka was going to finally be taken out, my God, the mm. crowd went nuts. That was an uh, awesome moment too. So finally, I get to hobble into the ring, hit a cutter, swanton bomb, and then uh, GQ tells me that, like, I think the next day he goes, "That cutter into the swanton as a false finish was maybe the best false finish I've ever been a part of," and I was Sweet. like, "That was insane." Yeah, and I said, "I think then the crowd kind of knew, no, nah, we need a Shasta driver because the the finish, the the Rikishi driver, whatever yeah. you want to call it, was the Shasta driver." Okay. Uh, and once so we got to hit that in honor of Kevin and. uh I mean, it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm just getting it. It is perfect. It's no, fucking perfect. There's hell of an ending. It. Yeah. And then a celebration. They did the uh, the whole retirement thing. Yep. Afterwards. We got to present it. We got to you know, try to play Stranglehold as long as loud as we could on that yeah. the speakers. It wasn't all that loud. Uh, um, you guys needed a booster or something. Amplifier. But, uh, yeah, we needed some. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, we did. We fucking did it, man. Now you fucking did we it. We fucking did Which it. I think is what we're going to call the title we of the show. Did. We fucking did it. I put it on Facebook. I had the best picture I could have of paying the whole crowd. And I don't, the pictures haven't done it justice because it was, it was packed. No, although the pictures look good. They're good yeah. pictures. Um, but I, I wanted to share that on Facebook. Just be like, hey, we, we fucking did it. Yeah. Um, and I say we did it, man. Because I, you know, I, yeah, I put in the work. I, I, put in the miles and put up the posters and I shared all the shit on Facebook and I did the write-ups and I'm none of it would have mattered if the fans didn't share it, get excited yeah. about it, you know, make the dedication, spend their hard-earned money and come out, including yourself, man. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Like, dude. I was happy to be a part of it. You know, your work, your work I, of the graphics were fucking awesome. Yeah. Like it, it took a, you know, it took a village to, we didn't raise a small child, but we raised a goddamn wrestling show. <laughs> and, um, we fucking did it. The boys were, were incredible. One of this is this is also what it's all about. So one of the fellas that the big hurt squash, you know, they had the two two guys, young guys, kind of come out. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, complete yeah. creator wrestler looking guys. That <laughs> was, but sure. but that's their gimmick, and they're doing a good job. The redheaded guy, um, and I apologize for not knowing names. There's a lot going on. He probably came to me three times as we're cleaning up, just and went up to me going. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. And he went out and got squashed in two minutes. Yeah. And he was like, that was so much fun. Yeah. That was so much fun. And I was like, this is what wrestling can and should be. You know, he's just getting started. He's a young guy and he's a mega trainee and the guys at mega are, do awesome work. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think he's only got a few months in, so that was unlike anything he's seen yet. For sure. And he got to be a part of it and he was genuinely just thrilled Hell yeah, to be the lowest part of it. I mean, he was, he was the meant to be jobber in the job match. Yeah. Like, but it was an important part. He went out and did the job well. I assume he took the bumps well, sold well. No, it, it did the job, good. got those guys over. He played his part. He did and it. and he was just genuinely geeked about it. And like, I'm, I just, you know, I felt like I was ten feet tall. Like I really do. Like the the lowest guy on the show, like still just loved it. Was geeked. Was yeah. geeked. Was so excited and like. How does everybody else feel? And everybody else is just thrilled, man. Even Ethan Wright was at the after party smiling. He know that guy doesn't smile. He was in a good mood. So, oh, wow. okay. <laughs> great fucking show. Didn't have to buy a drink all night at the Buzzbin, man. It was, you know. Hell yeah. It's a good night all around. Great night all around. Shasta there in spirit. Fuck yeah. And uh, everybody kept saying, like, we would have done him proud. And I say, no, Shasta would have been furious that the sound sounded like shit, that we didn't have a car fight card printed up, that we didn't announce the goddamn 50 50. The girl who's doing the 50 50 comes back before them, like, like as Zoe's like finishing up, she goes, hey, we haven't announced the winner yet. I, and I didn't get a chance to get to Sarah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we got to go tell Sarah right now. Let's announce the winner. She goes right into the main event. We go, can't stop it now. Yeah. Shit. All we can do is wait till the end of this. And like, I got on the mic and even just did it as coy as I could. I'm like, this is my first time doing this. And uh, we fucked up a little bit. But who wants to win some money? Yeah. <laughs> like, so you bought your ticket. You want to see if you won the money. It's all, it's all we could do. Well, I mean, it's a way to ensure that people stuck around, I guess. Well, I guess so. If you bought your tickets, you were sticking yeah, around to see if you won. Yeah, because there's no num- phone numbers or names, and you just have to have your ticket. <laughs> uh, but just couldn't be more thrilled, man, with with everything. It, it, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to, to put something together like that for it all to come no. and, and play out the way it did. Incredible. No, dude, it it's... Even better than I could have imagined. I had a great time. I I can only hope my buddies did too, and they assured me they have. So, and then it was it was great, dude. So, the million dollar question is, what's next, right? 
I mean, yeah, that is a, I mean, I got a, I got a promo that was on my seat that's telling me what's next, but, uh, what is next? No, well, what's next for, for MCW anyway? What's next for Jared? Hey, we got a double shot this weekend. Come out Saturday night, Mansfield, go. Ohio. That was my opening Make for you to promote it. Make my ASWA debut. Uh, Jimmy Lee runs an amazing promotion out there in Mansfield. Very cool, old school wrestling. Uh, and then Sunday, man. Again, if you're a little more local and you don't, you know, you're not up for that that sort of trip, uh, definitely check out Power Slam Pro Wrestling. Check them out on Facebook. Um, it's in Beach City, but really it's in between like Navarre and Strasburg. It's kind of in a middle of nowhere location, but if you find it once, you'll be fine. And uh, definitely come check it out because a lot of the same talent. Um, Alex Matthews will be there. Sean Blaze, myself, uh, Bray McKenzie. Jason Graham. There's, there's a lot of the talent that was at the MCW show. So, you know, if you wanted to tune in to hear all about Stranglehold, know that a lot of the guys that are going to be there are there. And these and Chuck and Brent, man, are really, really great dudes. They're 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 learning on the fly, running a wrestling promotion. They, you know, they're doing a lot of things right. They're doing some things wrong, and they're learning from the mistakes. And it's it's going to end up being a real solid product. They got the passion. They got a. It's a good locker room. So. uh they're heading in the right direction. So you get a chance Sunday afternoon, uh, four o'clock bell time. Come check it out. Oh yeah. But what's next for MCW, man? It's a running gag because I mean, immediately so many people are like, so when's the next show? Yeah, no, I, I figured so it was the next show. And, and fans too, man, they you just want more. And I equate it to getting high. I said, we all either got high for the first time or the first time in a long time. And everybody got naturally high. And what do you want to do when you get high and you come back down? You kind of want to get high again. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, but if you know better, you know that I can get high again and it can probably be pretty fun, but it's not going to be as good as the first time. It's if you run it back, we ran a show next month because everybody's so excited. Everybody wants more MCW. It's not going to be as good. And you're going to be constantly chasing that high, even if it's good. Yeah. It could still be good, but it won't be that. Cause well, I mean, was... that's that's kind of the case with anything. You do something enough times, sometimes you're going to be better than others. Yeah. And yeah. so we need time to decompress, first and foremost. There's absolutely not going to be anything like this year. Um, so so you, you don't see your, like, you didn't get, like, that, that wrestling promoter bug? Like, you don't, you don't see yourself do it, like, see yourself maybe taking up the mantle or starting a wrestling promotion one day, maybe? The bug, not so much as the confidence, because going into this, I didn't know if I could do it. And I did it, and now I did it, and, and I did it well. But I also, you know, I mean, I piggybacked off the name MCW and what it represented. And That's true. And I, and I say that without, you know, when you say piggyback, it usually sounds like something like, oh, you only did this because, no, we, we did do this, but that was the whole point. Yeah, we wanted to present an MCW show, authentic to MCW, and we put it together, and we did a great fucking job. Yeah. Um, but that that was gonna bring in a lot of people. Also, I mean, I called it every personal favor I could, man. Like I like, look, I'm running a show. It's my first time running a show, and if you, you know, for anybody, who, which I'm truly goddamn humbled. I mean, I really am. Like from friends, family, um, you know, work, you know, coworkers. Just that solely like went out to this show as like, hey, let's do it for Jared because like he's putting a lot of work. This is a passion project for him. Like, let's support him on this. Yeah, it means a lot. You're not gonna get every one of those people back for the next one because it's, it's one passion project. Now, I mean, they had a good time, but you know, if we land on 
I mean, I, and I don't even want to say anything because I don't want to spark any rumors. I don't know. I don't know if there will ever be another one. I don't. It might maybe yearly, maybe twice a year. Like, but I don't know. And if we did it, you know, we'd have to really think about what we want the vision of the show to be going forward. Because this was let's encaps and capture all twenty years of MCW, which yeah, 10, 12, about twelve active of MCW, and put it in this one show and pay homage to what it was and what it can be and have a great mix of fucking fun and good pro wrestling and violence, you know, and have a, and tell a story throughout the night, which we did, you know, Minka was winning the night. Yeah. She, she, you know, her guy squashed a couple guys. She had Ethan win his, retain his title and Jebediah. Look, yeah, they took out me like we're going to, they're going to win the night. And you know, GQ is going to be the good conquering the evil. And there's Chas's best friend. And that's the story that we presented, and it unfolded, and it was beautiful. We'd have to think of what's what's next. What's the next story going to be? Because I'm not going to run a show for the sake of running a show. I don't need it for my ego. I don't need it for my pocketbook. I mean, I mean, I made you know, I made a few bucks, yeah. but I earned those. But <laughs> I earned it. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, and so I don't necessarily need that. To do it again would uh, really have to have that motivation, you know. Which, Without that purpose. Yeah, to have that purpose, which, you know, what was a bigger purpose than that? To put on the reunion show, to, to honor, you know, my friend and their trainer, the guy who put us all together. Probably not going to find a bigger purpose. No. But still need to find a purpose. And don't have that yet. That's all right. You know, I'm, I'm, very, ex- I'm very excited to hit the town, to go to a couple different towns and just wrestle and not think about all this stuff. Just wrestle and perform and put everything into actually performing. So, and, and I have a lot to give in that aspect too. So that's where my focus is going to be for now. And, uh, you know, there's lots of interest, lots of interest in people helping out both creatively, financially, everything. So the interest is there and, uh, I would have never, I'm not going to squash the idea of not doing it again, but if it is done again, um, I have to be on the same page with, you know, people who want to run it and, uh, and definitely have a vision going forward. No, that makes a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Although I think you'd be a hell of a, a, a promoter, like like in the sense of like, you're you're a Vince McMahon type character promoter. Like you're part <laughs> of the show. I think you'd be great. Like Wilbur Whitlock, the promoter. Well, Earl Breeze, like when I started doing this, Earl Breeze said like you're gonna be great, and it's not me and Earl don't have the relationship where we say nice things to each other. So it kind of surprised me. But he said no, like for real. He said, you know, when we do the beer Olympics, like which you know, like. You're the one who puts that together. You're yeah. the one who gets everybody and says, this is what we're doing. This is that what's time. And this is what I need you to do. And this is where I need you to be. Like, you're good at organizing that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. nobody else does that. For sure. It's like, you do, and you're good at it. And so he told me, he's like, you, you're going to do good at this because this is, you have the capability. Yeah. And now I do. I have the confidence of knowing I can put it together. I got really good connections with the fairgrounds. I got, um, you know, good connections with sponsors and stuff along the way. So. And you've been around for couple decades now. yeah and uh and then me and we talked about it. we made a lot of mistakes and i know those mistakes and i know what i won't have happen again and there yeah. might be another there's going to be a mistake or two along the way there always is but you know i know what to avoid and what to watch for now so never say never but uh let's just enjoy it for what it was and uh look forward to getting that footage edited we got the footage we got the raw footage uh, it looks great, um, but we want to we want to edit it. Maybe add some commentary, add some graphics, that sort of thing, and, and make it a presentable product. And um, we already talked about it too. Like I don't I don't really want to make a ton of money on this. Uh, um, 
you know, if we do it in a physical DVD, it'd be one of the things we're maybe sell for like ten bucks. So like, if you were there and you just want to have it to have it, like, I don't, you know, you already paid the money to see it, but if you'd like to have it to relive it, you know. So no. ten bucks or something just There's to have a guy it. Yeah. Who, who still loves and buys physical media? That's yeah. Part of well, even if it is a stream, which I don't know, I don't know how to do this. I've I don't know how to make a DVD either, but I've been around why we while we have manufactured DVDs. Yeah. So, you know, we're gonna we'll, we'll get our editing people on it and put it together as a presentation that you can relive it and maybe you know a little bonus footage or whatever. And um, but so because a lot of people did miss the main event and have had including your friend. Had to hear yeah. all about it. Yeah, yeah. So when they get the chance to uh, see it, they will probably regret missing it. I, I could, I'm like, I guarantee you they'll regret missing that live. Yeah. I'm psyched to see any kind of like extra bonus shit. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, for I the folks that, that were there. You know, I mean, this right now is, and I mean, we could obviously condense it because we've talked two hours, which is awesome. Yeah, no, it's, but it's, to give them a little bit of behind the scenes, if that's available on the DVD, and and just you know of how we felt, because I'm still only giving you. One person's opinion on how I felt, and obviously it's probably the most important one because I want to put it together. Yeah. And I can tell you that I got messages from like all the boys, and that they were just loved it and thanked and were so excited. But it'd be interesting to hear their perspective of of what sure. the show was when they saw it, when they got to see the boys, and when they got to hear that crowd reaction. You know, boos or cheers, what have you. I think it'd be kind of cool, and maybe we can you know get some sound bites of guys talking about that. That'd be. That'd be way cooler. I'd also like if we can get any of them as guests on the show. Get just get there. Just get anybody. Like get Zoe Sky, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, like, just yeah, maybe. I mean, just, it's maybe. We'll see what she's doing. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what she did there, and she is included in there. But I just met anybody. Like anybody that was there that would want to talk about stuff or just tell the story. Like I would. Like that would be something you'd be better off. Yeah. Than, like a one-on-one that I'm sitting over here producing it. Yeah. Something. But like any like. You could always get their opinion. Anything we can gather, yeah. If I can sit down for ten minutes with a video camera and we can throw it up on our on our YouTube channel or a little clip for the you know yeah. little audio bonus, yeah, man, that would, that would be cool. Because uh, I don't dislike talking about it. Uh, again, one of the honestly one of the you know biggest projects I ever took on in my life, and and took it on head on, worked hard, and it paid off. There's not a much better feeling. I I don't doubt that a bit, sir. I'm sure I'd be psyched about how well it went too. But with that, man, we've been here for two hours. We are. Uh, like I said, the, these two-hour-long ones are usually more important episodes. So I think so. It's all right. I think so. Um, and I could have talked. We could have talked longer is the crazy part. But, you know. No, yeah. You can only hold, we can only hold your attention for so long. I learned some things. Well, so. Maybe maybe a few more little Easter eggs will come out in future episodes. There you go. If you sat with us at the show four hours, thank you so fucking much. And if yeah. you're sitting here listening to us for two hours, again, man, Thank you guys. Uh, if you did miss the show, be on the lookout for some, for the footage for a DVD or something like that. Um, but it, uh, spoiler alert, it won't it won't replicate being there live. That was no, something. I really wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Uh, keep an ear out for fucking Wilbur shirts. I guess Mean Streets of East Can shirt. I'll have to uh, touch. Facebook is dead today, and uh, so. Yeah. Uh, Chuck's wife Jesse has done. She did an awesome job putting those together with the design she put together with my my doing. with my brain image of uh, my Mean Streets of East Canton yeah, shirt. It gave me and, a description and I and just tried to make it. I go, that's alive. exactly what I wanted. Uh, so hopefully they are available this weekend that I can you could purchase uh, at the shows. And if not, we will uh, we'll get something set up to where we can either set up a meeting to buy one or uh, buy them online. But I, I think I think they're uh, they're in progress. So sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, 
yeah don't forget to like share and subscribe t-shirts available just go to the facebook page you'll get a link uh yeah, I guess with that said. Man, with that with a lot of things said. Yeah, with all of that said. Until next time, and there'll probably be a next time. Bye internet. What did you think of the show? I don't care what you think of the show. You're negative energy. <laughs>